You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. When did your show start? March 30th. Okay. Oh, a couple weeks. We should mark that down, huh? Sweeney Todd. Mark. We've actually, we have our, we have our soft open the, mm. the day before that. Uh, but yeah, Sweeney Todd at the pocket sale. Soft open soft sounds open. like, <laughs> soft open sounds like third base. <laughs> you know, well, it started second, making out. I went over some and boob half. and then we got, I made it, and to, and half base. made it to the soft open. Yeah. That's right. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> What would the heart open be? Trying to put your finger in a penis hole. (laughs) (laughs) That is a difficult open. That doesn't even get on our scale of like to four, right? Remember we were doing one, two, three, four at the baseball game. It's like like seven. You know, man, I didn't didn't need that in my head. Well, well, he asked what a heart open is. I've been watching Roots and you just defeated Roots. Don't know where you're going if you don't know where you're from. Roots. Black Panther, one billion dollars. One billion dollars. One billion. That's like Titanic money, dude. It sure is. Wow. Literally. About as memorable for me as Titanic was. Oh, come on. Titanic's a classic, by the way. It's a modern classic. Just because it's old, it doesn't mean it's a classic. It's not that old. It's 20... Oof, oof. Yeah? Aging myself <laughs> let's, now. Let's go. Where, where, oh. where? Yeah, 1998, I believe. Wow. Yeah, 20 years. Why do you, do you suppose any of our podcast listeners were, were not born by the time? Do you think we have any under 20s? <laughs> I, I, I think I think we do. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter if you're uh, under 20 years are we, old. Are we actually doing this are now? We doing a fan this? Of, is this, is this listen, a thing? Is this officially we've started? Been we've been doing Are we officially this? started? Oh, this is, there's no official. Dude, what did you do this weekend? Life just... just oh, <laughs> now it's officially the beginning of the episode. It's going to be our t-shirts. Oh, I don't know. What do we do? What do we do this weekend, baby? We play a lot of video games, I'll tell you that. What did you do this weekend? Yeah, so we had game night with Dana and David. Oh, that's right. There is no Dana. We played only Zool. Zool. Uh, We played uh, Pandemic, which was really cool. And then we played Aliens (gasps) Encounter. uh, Yeah, that was fun. You ever played Um, either of those games? Pandemic board game? No. Where you gotta, it's it's, kind of like Risk, except you're trying to stop an outbreak. It's co-op. That's co-op, yeah. cool, man. Yeah, yeah it's good times. Yeah, we, yeah, won, we, we won the first game and like died really fast the second time. I'm having some Such game night envy right now. Yeah, it was I think, fun. I think you guys need to go for round three. Yes, <laughs> yeah. oh, we You're will. doing so well. <laughs> Are we still talking about the game? I have no what? idea. I don't know. We're at number four. And we almost beat Mario 3D. Are you talking sex? We did. Yes. yes. Okay. He's All talking the about the soft open. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing on Zelda? Uh, I am one sage away. Yeah, so you're like four fifths of the way through the game. I just have to go to right? Gerudo Valley, but I have to get freaking <laughs> Epona <laughs> first. <laughs> yeah, that horse, <laughs> man. <laughs> 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 if I just take off work on Thursday and come over here, will you play Zelda with me? Oh my gosh, yes. I've never played Zelda in my life. Yes, I would start Ocarina of Time all the way to the beginning. I know. I think I'm about to get divorced. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure the love is now I just feel, left. Sometimes I feel like this relationship was built under false pretenses like I came up when we started dating I come over to your apartment and in your bathroom you had like Mario decals all over that the bathroom that I know and I'm like oh she's totally a gamer this is awesome. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want to tell you at the time, like, what I know about Zelda came from my ex-boyfriend. That's sexy. <laughs> like, What's even no. sexier is his girly name. What is it? What is Jamie. Jamie. Hey. Jamie. 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 Hey, Uncle Jamie. It's no, my, hey, it's Uncle my, Jamie. 
That's my father's name. Oh, sorry. I oh. love Uncle Jamie. Okay, what's well, James? It's Jamie. James, whatever. Jamie. I want to get you this Ultraman <laughs> toy. <laughs> Jamie. What was the okay. name of that movie? That was <laughs> Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way. Yeah. Thank you. What? No, but dude, you guys should totally game. Do some Zelda. Get together. Oh, I was going to say, it's ironic. Uh, that, I'm probably uh, going to be sick on Thursday. Sick. <laughs> wink. Okay. Oh, oh, I see. I'm She's totally predicting. free on Thursday. <gasps> and I'll probably be sick too. But I don't, yes. ha- I don't have a job to get to. So, I mean, like, yeah. That's cool. Uh, Huzzah. <laughs> I'll get the breakfast tacos. Okay. What? You guys suck. <laughs> breakfast tacos, day drinking, and Zelda. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I didn't invite I mean, you guys ooh. here to make plans without us, okay? <laughs> oh, okay. Also, ironic that you're talking about divorce because the last time you were on this show. Uh, was right after your nuptials, right after uh, that's, that's your wedding back a, in October. That's a weird segue. Yeah, that is weird. That's, that's weird. It works. Just go with it. Just go with it. Wow. Just go with it. Wow, you sound like Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> just let it happen. Yeah, just go with it. Oh, God. Dude, so I went to uh, I went to the murder theater uh, this past weekend. Is that the one in uh, Oak Cliff? No, the Mesquite oh, the AMC 30? No. Oh, jeez. Oh, yes. Yeah, dude. No, nobody's murdered there. They're murdered at the Grand. What? Oh, that yeah, is also true. true. There were stabbings there. There were stabbings yeah. there. But, dude, I'll, t- I'll tell you, you go to that, mesquite. that mesquite AMC 30, and you, par- you you feel like you're taking your life in your own fucking hands. It's pretty rough. Shout out to mesquite listeners. First off, yeah, hey, for, remember the beginning of Zombieland where he's like, <laughs> it's Garland, I'm in Garland, actually. Texas, yeah. and uh, you might think it's been rampaged by the zombie apocalypse. Actually, that's just Garland. That's the fucking Mesquite AMC 30, man. Uh-huh. It just feels like fucking zombie apocalypse has run so through So why were you there? I checked out a movie called Den of Thieves. Was it not playing at an, a regular theater? Well, it was an well, hour previous, mm, but I couldn't make it to that, that show. So time. your health and your life are worth yes. one hour of time. Good they time. were in my hands, dude. Your life was in your hands. Uh, I was assured he had a life insurance policy. (laughs) You were cool with it. (laughs) She thinks you should see all your movies there. (laughs) I will. Just up your chances. Uh, So it wasn't bad. It's kind of like... um, in fact, this is this was the conclusion I came to, uh, and one of my friends from high school had said the same thing: that it's uh, it's like heat. And the usual suspects kind of smooshed together. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Wow, that, I really don't see a cross section where it works for that." But this, it was, it wasn't horrible. A little bit long mm-hmm. for what it needed to be. That's heat. Uh, yeah, yeah. That is that is the heat portion, but heat's a masterpiece. Yeah, it, it really is. It's so good, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were trying very hard to replicate like that that excitement and like how cool it was that that bank robbery sequence. Yeah, oh. they were totally trying to do that like in the third act of this film with a shootout. And I'm like. Not having it. It's complex, but not the same because the characters lack no Val Kilmer kind of definition. Need a Val That's Kilmer. exactly what it is. Val Kilmer and Ashley Judd, the greatest actors of our time. <laughs> <laughs> she got a great ass, <laughs> and your head is all up in it. <laughs> Hank Azaria, he did that with Hank Azaria. That's right. That's, that's so good. So yeah, that's that's it though, man. Well, I'm glad you guys... survived. I'm glad you're alive. Glad you risked huh? Huh? life and limb huh? Huh? <laughs> to see that film. Yeah. Um, was it worth it, Joe? It wasn't bad. With movie movie pass makes just about everything Dude, worth it. I am this close. You were like the third person in forty eight hours who has uh, talked about the uh, espoused the benefits of uh, movie pass. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, man. I because you can't make advance. You can't make it, no, and I can't choose my own seat. Right? Those are deal breakers, right? Really there. Like you can for, choose. You just, can choose your own seat. Yeah. It's really just for like Star Wars and shit like that, like Guardians that we'd be like, oh, we want to see it opening day. Those like, are all the movies that we see. 
no. There are always event movies. What's the last movie we saw? Shape, Shape of Water. Water. Scott right. Pilgrim. <laughs> uh, Scott so Pilgrim's. I'm going to say. Movie. I'm going to say event. that MoviePass is not good as a as a date tool. No. Because, yeah. Yeah. So you if, you, pick up your if date you see like, a lot of like Joe sees a lot of movies solo because like we can't take a kid. He's and, Han Solo. And we're married. Got, we don't date anymore. Who's we've got a built-in babysitter. <laughs> oh, so. that's supposed to stop doing that. Yeah. Got some phone calls to this, make after this. Episode. This is our date night. This is this it. podcast right here. We're we about can... to get naked. Is that cool? Yeah. Well, that's why the fishbowl is in the middle of this table <laughs> with all the keys. Unfortunately, it's just two couples, so we know who the keys. Belong I go to. home with Joe. <laughs> yeah, strip, strip Harry Potty, Potter chest. Ooh, as Harry well. Potty. Hey. Harry Potty. Harry Potty. That's Brilliant. what we should name Harper's new potty. Harry <laughs> Potty. Oh. oh my gosh, it's amazing. Yes. <laughs> She hasn't figured out how to use it yet, but she really likes flushing it. And so. the magical tinkle. And the chamber of feces. <laughs> hey! Oh, no. God, every time. You win. Damn it. Well, that's a great segue to the uh, hey, film it's the, uh, it's the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name is Joe. Mine's Joel. This is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies, sometimes bad movies. No matter what the case, every week we will pick a movie and then uh, watch it and dissect it. And, uh, and and talk about it. See how we would do it better. Try to put it back together. And we invite you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, to join in the discussion. I am watching Allie <laughs> like, try to find that comfortable spot on a blanket. Just I love circle. when dogs do that. Uh, we invite you to take part in the discussion. Go to facebook.com slash editingbay. Or in the search function, put in the editing bay. Find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that. That's where you could talk back to us. Uh, and let us know what you think about the film we're going to be talking about this week. Or oh, wait. films. Or films. That's right. Bum, bum, One, bum. two, three, four, um, five, six, seven, eight. Films. Count them. Uh, and if uh, you're counting the, the new films, the Fantastic Beasts and, and Where to, to Find, find them. them, nine. And then today, Boo. as fortune would the have it, The Crimes of Grindelwald. That's right. What? what? Yeah, that's, yeah, you didn't see the trailer? trailer? No. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. I was working a job. The new fa- So was I. <laughs> She was adulting. So what I would love is because uh, we're we're talking about all of the Harry Potter films. That's right, the uh, saga. And uh, remember last week, Joel, when we talked about the Dark Tower? I do. I, remember. I, I tried to explain the story of eight books. <laughs> yeah, like a did five you minute see segment. Look, she's she wants you to know she did not like the film. In fact, she said you were wrong in uh, agreeing with me that it wasn't a horrible film. It's not a horrible film. Because this is a standing argument that we have that Joe's like, you always take Joel's side. I'm like, no. <laughs> was, yeah, no, I Joel's like, wrong on this one, Joel's too. <laughs> Joel was way off base. It was a terrible movie. It's. Uh, I appreciate what it was trying to do, and given that uh, insurmountable task, um, it's... I don't know how you could have improved. Well, yeah, I do. You could have actually stuck to the it's source to material, the right? You stick to the source material. Without reading we the books, have... you don't know that, that it didn't stick. It's no, I only have Joe to Joe go on. He could be lying <laughs> yeah. for all we know. It could have been eight movies like the Harry Potter series. And it, it has enough fans that it probably would have brought that, Oh, yeah. People would have come in. Yeah, people would have. But instead they come, said, Ray. no, maybe we'll just do like 73 minutes of shit. We'll just try to squeeze three books into one. shit. It wasn't 73 minutes. It gets worse. Every time I talk about it, it gets worse. I know, seriously. Listen to our Dark Tower episode from last week. But for now... Talk about Harry Potter. That's right. Which All is right. Not shit. Not so shit. Who, well, some of them. No. Maybe. Oh, no. Okay. Here so we go. as you guys arrived, uh, Sarah <laughs> walks into the room, and, and just to refresh myself because I have uh, not seen the first one, Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone. I have both, by the way. I I purchased the UK version the, just to be a nerd, just to be a completionist. Yeah, I can't. I've never watched it. So I had that. Oh, 
Oh. Because it doesn't play on my machine. Oh, that's right, because it's PAL, isn't it? That's the one that it's I did on, watch. It's on a different country code. But they did. They actually, anytime somebody says Sorcerer's Stone in that film, they filmed it two ways, but they say Philosopher's Stone. So in the UK and actually everywhere else but US, why they got a different version why of the would film. They, why? why? Because of Jesus. Because <laughs> yeah, is no. it, it's more arcane to say philosopher instead of sorcerer. Yeah, so we don't believe in sorcery. Is that yeah. what it was? I, I, yeah, it was the the publisher. Scholastic, Wait, if who, we don't believe in sorcery here, why is our film in our book the Sorcerer's Stone? But in it the UK, the, it's, it's philosopher's wait, stone. Should be the act, or is that, am I hearing it the other way around? Well, because the book is you know, philosopher's stone, right, right? But the point he's making is if <laughs> if we're so caught up on not talking about sorcery. Then we should have the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. And they should have Sorcerer's Stone. They should have stuff. the Sorcerer's Stone. Maybe they thought it was confusing. Yeah. It's too highbrow. I just want to know where the Philosopher's Stone goes on the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yes, um, so d- different title over there. Uh, and they, they every time somebody said Sorcerer's Stone, they had to film it two times so uh, that uh, the rest of the world got to, you know, this isn't nearly as fascinating as it was the first time I started to talk about it. Maybe it just <laughs> sounds more refined when Brits say philosophers. Philosophers. Actually, everything they say sounds awesome. Hey, let's do it like this. Because mm. um, alchemy. Is, what is everybody's first experience with Harry Potter? I like that. I saw all eight of these films in theaters. Uh, and was that your first experience? The year they the came out. Never read them. No, I, and, and to this day I have not, and I will not. They will not be seen by these <gasps> you So, like, via, I will not I'm read your a books. stand against reading. How can you read this? There are no pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to our Beauty and the Beast episode. <laughs> there you go. I love the cross-reference. Everything. Thank you. Yeah, so I... Um... Eat that mic, baby. Eat that mic. Okay, so I <laughs> saw them, but not, not so when they were released. So I did not see them in theaters. It w- was was funny. <laughs> He's making uh, gagging sounds. <laughs> yeah. That is funny. Okay, <laughs> that's my wife, ladies and gentlemen. I did not see God them in her. theaters, but I did see all of them. I read th- the first three books, but, but then I started life and adulting, and so then I stopped. Yep. Um, and then I revisited the films um, just two, recently, two months ago. That's right. Because then we took a trip to Universal, so I wanted to be educated. Because, because you surprised we went to me. Diagon Alley and Hogsmeade and stuff. So yeah, so I just saw all eight of them about two months ago. You Did are you such know wife goals. They play. <sighs> they play Quidditch at Google. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. They, they play league Quidditch. You, you know at this? Google. I know it even more. I'm incentive. totally going to be the seeker. I'm, I'm, I, 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 I don't swear. think you get to choose. Uh, it to chooses, it chooses, chooses you. you. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, snitch is a derogatory term, but I'll take it. I'll t- I'll, I'll search that snitch. <laughs> Snitches get. Snitches. I will find. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. I will find that snitch. <laughs> I will catch it. <laughs> so so caught most of them on video then right yes no, didn't see any in theaters or nope. just and, and i've seen the actually the first two which is uh, <laughs> but i like had them playing in the background when i was doing other stuff in my apartment so those those were replayed a lot so like so i saw yourself? those twice okay. and all the others once yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so I saw the first two movies with like a friend of mine that I used to work with. I was like, these are really great movies. I think he was actually just really in love with Hermione, which was Whoa. a little creepy because it was like a 17-year-old boy and Hermione is, but whatever. So I saw the first two movies and thought, because I didn't see it when they came out because, you know, it was, what was that, 97, 98? 98. Yeah. We, we were in high school, Sarah. We were in high school, that's why. We were so getting ready this, to graduate. Let's just make this clear. Sarah and I were still in high school when all they right, came all out. All right, so. all yeah. right. The movies first came out, what, in 2000? 2001 yeah, was 2001. the first film. It was the first film? Oh, yeah. the yeah. book, yeah. The books, yeah. Were so the books, yeah. The books I had heard about, but, I mean, obviously, I'm a grown-up, so I'm not going to read those. 
And then I finally started seeing the movies in like 2000, probably 2001, when they yeah. first the first two came out. The first four books were out. So I saw the first yeah. two movies and thought, dear God, thank you. This is me. This is so me. It's so nerdy and like like fantasy nerdy because that's you know that's my sweet spot. I was so I went out and bought the first four books, read them back to back to back to back, uh-huh. and and was just I was so you were one stuck. of these people who were like when the books were being released, you were like at the bookstore lined up ready. Oh for- shit, yeah for the for the fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth. Wow, I got them. I stood in line for the books at Kroger. I guess because every place Where all sold fine them. books are sold exactly the Kroger over here next to SMU I stood in line at midnight got the book took it home read it by 6 a.m. I was done with that shit wow and, and I reread every book when a new book would come out I would reread the ones yeah. that came before it gotta do a little refresher course yeah. that with Dark Tower mm-hmm. kind of like what we did <laughs> that was last week Joe dude, this is this dude, week fuck you those books are good how sad for you that the movie was such a train wreck I know you know really what though uh, you deserve better Joe I'm gonna take this opportunity to uh, to shit on the first two your beloved first two uh, Harry Potter movies I because you. I, I, I'm sorry now that now that we've seen all eight, now hey that we guys, have all it's cool. My first to. experience with Harry Potter. Oh, was sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going. Go what? ahead. Go ahead. It doesn't matter. I'm just uh, Joe. You're special. It, no, no. It we're gonna we're gonna circle back to. You. It wasn't until let's hear it. Let's hear it. it, it we really, honestly, the first two movies came out, and I was working promotions for uh, Mix 1029, and like I was not interested in it in the least. Like I heard about how much of a phenomenon this was, and I, we were giving away like promo material, and people were going nuts. They're like, we need screening passes for Harry Potter. We need to see it. And I was like, fuck you, here, take it. Go see this fucking movie. I don't care. It wasn't until the... And I eventually saw them on video, but I really wasn't into it until a friend Not of mine... Not actual video, though. Uh, n- yeah, well, home video. <laughs> it can be a video cassette or... It be DVD. Can it? Can it be? Yeah, it sure can. Mm-hmm. can video it? is a format. Yeah, what else would you call it? DVD. It's home video. No, but you what does the say V it like stand that. for in DVD? It's like what they v? do with uh, with music nowadays. V <laughs> versus. Uh, no, it, it wasn't until we saw the uh, a friend of mine took me to go see the fourth one, Goblet of Fire. Oh yeah, and I fucking dug the shit yeah. out of that movie. That's when the movies got good. I was like, what? Wait, have they all? And I turned to him like when it was done. I was like, wait, have they all been like this? And he he turns to me, he goes. Not really. He said the last one was pretty good, but this one was fantastic. I was like, if they've all been like this, I'd have been into it immediately. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the problem. They weren't. And, uh, Especially those married. first two. And uh, and I ended up going to Fuck see the rest you. of them. <laughs> so, I ended up seeing the rest of them in the theater and was never as pleased with, with them as I was with the Goblet of Fire. But like, I didn't mind it. I was invested in the story at mm-hmm. that point. But man, like for me, that one still stands out. See, that's how that's how uh, Prisoner of Azkaban is for me. Like mm-hmm. uh, those first two, I, I got drugged to those, and I wasn't really into it. And it wasn't until that third one where, oh, this actually feels like a magical universe where things are happening. Yeah. And, and I'm sorry, Chris Columbus. We've talked about him before. He's simultaneously one of the best directors and the worst because mm-hmm. I love Home Alone. I love um, Home Alone. What are some of the other films he's <laughs> done? Um, but those. I think he was the wrong choice of director to to introduce the the film world to Harry Potter. Well, I think I pinpointed what he did well with those first two, uh, and it's what he did was he introduced us to the characters. Uh, what he did not do well was build the world. Mm-hmm. 
uh, but he built the characters. He he introduced them to us, I think, in a pretty decent way. But the the problem is the way he tried to present like everything else that was going on in the school mm-hmm. was hokey. It was it oh, was yeah. just a, yeah. a little hokey. And the other directors that they end up bringing in, who directed the third one? Uh, that's uh, Alfonso so, Cuarón. 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 Uh, yeah, like they ended up with that third one building the world. Like starting to get that that world, it was beyond the Dursleys and beyond just being at uh, Hogwarts. Like you were starting to experience a lot more of what was going on and the ramifications of what was happening uh, in in the outside magic world and how it was kind of ripple affecting back into Hogwarts. But you know, even more than that, I just don't think for for a guy who works almost exclusively with children, like I don't think he's a very good child director. Yeah, no. the performances are yeah. a little rough. Yeah. Very, I think and they're those, very rough. And those first two, the, the kids are just coming into their own, and they grow over the course of the series. I think we can all agree on that. Absolutely. They're a little... But I don't think it's a coincidence that in part rough. three, all of a sudden, they're amazing. Yeah. And in the first two, yeah. they're are just kind of they? like, oh, 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 yeah. I think so. I mean, that's, their voices are almost changed. my favorite. There's a, yeah. There is a marked difference in like how... See, and, I got to call, call bullshit on all of this. Because I think the first two <laughs> are targeted specifically at the oh, audience here we that go. the books were written for. So this you're is, talking about like 11-year-olds, 12-year-olds, right? You remember in 1999 when uh, episode one, The Phantom Menace <laughs> came, came out, out and yeah, everyone and was they, like, oh, but these are for kids. They're for kids and then they grow up and then they'll grow along with them. No, yeah, but, but that... No, thank you, Jenna. Please <laughs> I hate take that. Sand. You said a but. <laughs> you said a but. I'm going to let you go with that. Okay, so Phantom Menace, I think, is completely different because this is... Harry Potter 1 and 2 are teaching kids that you can do whatever... You put your mind to right, your like dreams to, and right. whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's about dreaming. It's a, it's a, you know, it's about growing up, and okay. and so I think that's a little bit different than Star Anakin Wars. won a pod race. Yeah. <laughs> he grew up. <laughs> no, if I can pull out the but in the books, he had on a, chip, this one, a Chipur snippet. <laughs> that's right. That you're not even saying real words at this point. <laughs> not. I do agree that it was written for the audience and that it worked for that time and so for those that age. It was introducing the series to the world and it was introducing the series as what it was which was a story about magic that had been written about like an 11 12 year old boy that when you read the books is written like okay this is what an 11 year old thinks like the, the hardest thing this kid has to deal with is like i'm an orphan that lives like in a cupboard under the stairs okay so that's kind of fantasy world so it's written in that perspective and as the books go on they get older the themes get more intense they get more mature so the movies follow that theme so by the time you get to Prisoner of Azkaban like shit is starting to get real you get to Gobble of Fire shit has officially gotten like really fucking real they don't want to make it like super intense in one and two for like 11 year olds they want to make it kind of lighthearted. but just because bring your kids in doesn't mean it has to be a shitty film okay it's not. Dark does not equal good. Oh! After rewatching two, I do the feel like horror. it was a little bit. It was a little bit sluggish. It was. It was. A, it's the longest movie. Um, and Slughorn. Uh, yeah. Is it the longest of the series? It's, it's the longest movie, um, and Chamber of Secrets, and it was one of my favorites for a while until I revisited them. Mm-hmm, and now, I've rubbed off on now you it's, now, huh? now it's th- now <laughs> it's now it's Prisoner of Azkaban and Order of the Phoenix. Um, th- those are those are my two favorites. Um, but uh, two was my favorite for a while, just because you know the kids were growing up and they were kind of mm-hmm. coming into their own and they were discovering this magic and getting their, Very, they uh, were first years into Hogwarts and stuff like that. But it's just too long and there's too much fluff. Um, I, I like the movie for what it is I'd see it again but not my favorite 
Yeah, and f- for all the little, uh, for all the fluff you're talking about, there's a lot of danger, a lot of uh, children in peril. Yes, to the point where it makes those first films almost darker, just because of the haphazard way in which they're like, oh, uh, there's a troll that may kill all of us at any moment, just kind of wandering around. Oh, there's a giant snake, snake that lives that underneath the chamber. A three-headed dog. Like, whoosh, yeah, that's yeah, right. And like, Ginny almost dies in the second one. Several like, people alert. almost die. But right. I mean, like, what is the snake? Yeah. Yeah. The basilisk. The basilisk. There are the ghosts of dead children haunting the halls of this yeah. school. Mo- like, moaning Myrtle. This should be fucking They're, closed down. Who is, by the way, like a 37-year-old woman when she's playing yes, I know, I know a deceased like 15 year old uh, which has always been weird, weird to me a little weird too that there's that whole bit where like Harry has to get like in, in the a bathtub, bathtub with her yeah, yeah that's and really she's weird she's like oh what? you're running low on bubbles what yeah and she's like ooh what is that <laughs> Like too close to him. Fan like, fiction. Oh, yeah. right? <laughs> so the thing like why her name is Moaning Myrtle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's moaning all right. It's like that scene from Ghostbusters with uh, Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> yes. Zip. So every episode though follows like every episode, every every movie, every book follows like the same the same kind of format. So like yeah. Harry's put in terrible danger and but it gets bigger in every book it gets bigger and it like broadens. So like the ripple effect gets wider in every one. Mm-hmm. So right in the first one it's really self-contained where it's just like the three kids. It's just like nobody knows, nobody believes, nobody feels the implications. It's really small and then every episode it gets bigger. So I don't think you can compare and that's where it any gets more, episode to any episode. That's where it gets more interesting when the stakes are raised and it's somebody Agreed. else is in danger. But I think if you Harry. saw if you saw that same thing in movie one, it would diminish the value of movie three, movie four, and the same thing with the books because it's the stakes get raised every single movie. Where it gets bigger. Do they between one and two? Because one and two are kind of on the are, same yeah, level for me. Sa- well, it's almost beat for beat the same story. But it's but, in, in movie one. It's just about like the the potential danger that's out there. It's like oh, the Sorcerer's Stone, yeah. Voldemort could come back. And oh, movie two, the difference is they encounter <laughs> the troll and the basilisk in two. So it does become a little bit more dangerous. Like there. students are actually getting like petrified in which, the second. Yeah. So it's actually like students are suffering in the which first is, one. Which is the one where Ron and Harry like run into a forest full of giant fucking spiders. That's yeah, the beginning of number two. Oh, Part two. two. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, and Ron's like scared of spiders. Like, oh my gosh. With I, his I, I, I have a whole voice. paragraph on Ron. Ron isn't like, the only one that's scared ugh. of fucking spiders. Ron is like scared of freaking spiders and he's a Gryffindor. Like, oh, I, I have tons, guy I have right tons here. of notes on Ron. I'm not even going to get into it right now, but jeez. I fucking hate spiders. I love Ron. I fucking hate Ron. And then this I'm one sorry. talks. Wow. Lord of the Rings at least has no, one spider. No, I don't spider. hate him. He's not my favorite character, though. No, I, I, I don't blame you, but he's so lovable. He's lovable, but he's not a Gryffindor and he's not brave. You're right. You did take umbrage, he Professor is Umbridge. You know, he, <laughs> is not more he is brave. Dude, the chess, wizard's chess okay, at the end that, of the first that one. That is an exception, but he's, he's a little all, bit more loyal, like Hufflepuff. He's loyal to Harry sometimes, but he's mostly brave to save Hermione for love. Like, he's not like... Because I would do anything <laughs> for love. But I won't kill that Horcrux. Like, remember in <laughs> Deathly Hallows uh, 2 where Hermione's like, I'll go with you, Harry, to meet Voldemort, and Ron just stands there. <laughs> well, so I'm going to chill back here. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> hey, mate. He's going to get on his spaceship. In that. <laughs> there might be spiders there. There might be spiders I'm gonna, in I'm that forest. 
You know, I just realized, I don't think we've actually announced who our lovely guests are. Do they need an introduction I at think this they point? should introduce themselves. I'm Sarah. <laughs> and I'm Jenna. There you go. This All is right. A, to confuse the listening audience. <laughs> Great. Our wives. Thanks. Uh, oh, that's so cute. So uh, did anybody at any point mm. when reading the books or when watching the movies think that Hagrid was going to be like, he was going to turn on Harry, that he was part of like the dark plan? I mean, it, it, it wouldn't have surprised me because everybody ends, there always ends up being an adult who is a bad person who's uh-huh. going to harm children. And it's usually the same adult, usually that same professor yeah. of, uh, was it the Dark Defense Arts? Of dark arts, because it was dark Arts, because it was a cursed position. Which, by the way, what is the vetting process at fucking Hogwarts? Because they'll just let anybody in. Okay. Um, whoever the best actors in the world are <laughs> become <laughs> that professor. Yeah, Kenneth Branagh. Dude. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. And can we talk about, like, permission slips from parents? Like, okay, this is it. Like, they're, they're, the, they're the most terrible guardians ever. I know. Like, okay, Voldemort obviously has reappeared. Right, yeah, there's centaurs like, and spiders, and oh, and it's like, oh, just come back, kids. Let's hop, just just hip, come back to the hip, castle. How does movie eight even exist? Exactly. Like, right. Hey guys, guess what? The whole fucking world has gone to hell. Oh, get on back here and hey, study for right. your owls. We're gonna set a force field around the castle, but we're not gonna notify your parents first. You know, like what the fuck? <laughs> Meanwhile, in know, Florida, though, the Weasleys have... know what's going on. That's right. Right? Yeah. yeah, the Weasleys always know what's they going always, on. Like, why aren't they in it more? But whatever. Meanwhile, in Florida, we have school shootings, and a week later, we're right back into the classes, wow, right? man. Being, I'm just saying. Making shit real. Giving it a that's, little bit of uh, tit for tat. You're right. You know what? There should be sanctions on magic wands. <laughs> no, that's what I'm Kids should not be able to get magic wands at such a young age. Yeah, I have age. a right to bear wands. <laughs> but seriously, it's right. not a God-given right. It's okay? the second and third quarter right. amendments. To <laughs> pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. <laughs> The problem I have, the problem I have with the teachers at Hogwarts is in Goblet of Fire. I love Goblet of Fire because of of, of all the challenges and stuff. But like yeah. seriously, they capture Dude. Hermione. They they're capturing students. They're capturing their best students. Yeah. and putting mm-hmm. them underwater. Like, hey, rescue them. They didn't like, sign up for that shit. Like they're unconscious. Like yeah. what the hell? Like but they, they so, gave them little breathing apparatus though. So like in like in the, in the books they like go into that more. And this is yeah, I'm gonna say it. Let's hear go it. For, so yeah. in the books, in the books. Here we yeah. go. Tune Here we go. out. Everybody. I love it. So in the books, everyone's like giving Harry a, a hard time. Like, motherfucker, why didn't you go like get your person, go to the top, like and meet, grab Ron and win the challenge? It's like of because saving... these other people were down there. I couldn't even like you really think they were gonna let students die? No, come on, man. Like Dumbledore's in charge of this shit. Everything was gonna be fine. Like he was gonna But everybody was gonna not live. fine. There everything were no, is not okay. No. Like the child, stakes were not high. A child does die at the end of that poor, poor right. uh, Edward Cullen. Twilight Twilight. <laughs> you know what? But Cedric still Diggory. to this date his best performance was Cedric yeah, Diggory. It's, it's yeah, Cedric is. Diggory was the best performance. You know what? This is a nice segue into uh talk a little bit about some of the plot points of these movies. Audio blocks. By the way, we'd like to know. <laughs> No, <laughs> I do want to talk a little bit about some of the plot points because we, we we can assume that if you're listening to this, dear listener, you, you have seen at least one, if not all of the movies. I hope to God there's somebody who's like, what is this they're talking about? They're going to ruin it for me. <laughs> what is Harry Potter? Spoiler alert. Wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? But uh, I don't Are wanna... they talking about Lord of the Rings here? <laughs> there are some. I love the Hobbit trilogy. <laughs> the greatest. Nobody loves the Dude, Hobbit. Dude, that's trilogy. next. We we'll have to no. do all the Lord of the Rings films. Harry Potter and the Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> that's right. And ten things I hate about you. <laughs> Dude, we watched that. 
So, oh yeah, because the ring is a Horcrux. Good job. Okay. The ring oh. is a Horcrux. I didn't even mean. And to it gets destroyed. Bring in it okay. back. Let's let's talk about that because that's my it first is, question. It is Sauron's Horcrux. That's one of my <laughs> questions too. I bet we have the same question. So you have, but we don't. You have, Sarah. I'm pointing at you. Read the books, seen all of the movies, uh, and we've all seen the films. Do we think J.K. Rowling, 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 Rowling. Do we think J.K. Rowling knew this whole subplot about the Horcruxes, like? Do you think she had that planned out since book one and since movie one? That because was my comment. We really don't know. Great minds think alike. I think so. We, yeah, you think so? Because mm-hmm. she really literally doesn't introduce them until like the end of book six. And then book seven is all fucking horcruxes but all the time. doesn't it turn out that one of the items that's introduced in like the earlier stories ends up being one of the horcruxes? Yeah, but, yes. but yeah. she could have reverse engineered that and been like, oh, you know what? Know. That was a horcrux. That's why he was so. able to... I think it just seems so... very... Like, oh, the sort of Gryffindor. Oh, it can kill Horcruxes because it stabbed the Basilisk and Basilisk Venom can kill. Like, it all yeah, seems anything. very contrived. Let, let's let Sarah talk about the books. Maybe it's different in the books. Well, no, like in... Okay, well, I was going to say that in interviews with her, she said that she had, like, the whole story kind of planned out in her head. So I kind of believe that since the Horcruxes are so important to how the story like how, I mean it's really the resolution, integral yeah. to everything like why is Harry so connected with Voldemort why can he not be killed why did he not die it's really like interwoven so I feel like she had at least a rough idea okay. that this was going to happen and then with the Basilisk because that came so early in the story I think she at least had that one I'm not sure that she had all of the other like the the diadem yep. of um, mm-hmm. Ravenclaw yeah. Yeah. I think that probably could have come a lot later and like the Hufflepuff trophy or whatever that is yeah, yeah. that's in Gringotts Bank yeah mm-hmm. all of those could have come a lot later it but... just seems very convenient and it seems like you know in a video game Joe the or kind of maybe like... just really well thought out uh, okay yeah. well yeah. When it's really there was a video called Lego Harry Potter is the video game <laughs> where you had to do all this stuff <laughs> video game if it was really well thought out she would have been gradually leading up to it and she just was though dropping this bomb Oh, there's this thing called well, like, Horcruxes. She was Sarah in the film. She, she was. was, yeah. Well, with the diary, she was. And she was also showing that Harry had this piece of Voldemort. Like, he was con- being controlled by Voldemort in certain ways. I get and, that like, there was always a connection between the two of them. But this whole thing about him splitting his soul. And why did it have to be split into seven different regular household items? Oh, this fork is a Horcrux. Because that's how it works. Yeah, dude. In the All book right. that Tom Riddle found works. in the library. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not successful. I'm just saying it seems a little convenient that uh, we wait until the last book, and then it's all—it's like a—it's like a side quest in a video game. Yeah, she had to hurry up and finish the books, man. The movies were getting made. I know. It's like it's like what's his name who did uh, the Game of Thrones? That's right. He, he was like, oh, I'm going to finish this before the series was winding up. He still hasn't finished the fourth damn book of his series. Walking Dead, doing so the same thing, right? My comment was more like I would have liked to see. The Horcruxes introduced, like, maybe one mm-hmm. at a time throughout the... Like, kind of like the diary was, you know... The diary was first, and then maybe, you know, they, they do the locket, and then they do... Like, they do mm-hmm. one at a time. Now, they did do the ring, which uh, encapsulates the stone, right? So that was in oh, earlier Oh, that's right, yeah. Before the, the last two, right? Oh, you're like, talking about the amazing. Deathly Hollows. Yeah, I'm talking about the Deathly Hollows. <laughs> but the ring is Is, is one of them, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So the ring is both a Horcrux and a, and a Hollow. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I would have liked to see that along the way kind of, like, progress to know that they were searching for the other ones. Along with the Deathly Hollows thing, it's like, you really don't even find out about 
about that until they tell yes! the story of the brothers. Until the very, mm-hmm. la- and then we realize that oh, the whole time, how convenient that fucking Dumbledore has had the Elder Wand that just happens to be one yeah, of. Yeah, Dumbledore three. has everything actually. He, he had does. The, he had the cloak from um, James Potter, mm-hmm. and he had the stone, yes. and he had the wand. Why does Harry have one of these like famed? So it, so not? it's 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 it's. Uh, introduced his, as like a like a like a fairy tale, him. right? Like even yeah. Hermione doesn't doesn't uh, believe. Oh, it's just a fairy tale, but they actually end up being true. These three items that are that are part of this this myth, mm-hmm. and fucking Harry Potter's had one the entire time, and nobody knows what it is. How does everybody know like, about why the Deathly Hollows? Dumbledore tell him about it. Yes, you know, come to think of it, the whole the invisibility cloak. They don't really explain how James Potter. Uh, I'm trying to think. Okay. maybe they do. I don't think she ever explains why does he have that it was passed down from the heir of gryffindor we read about that but we we don't really know how potter got his hands awfully coincidence here's the thing if if matthew mcconaughey was just hey the the uh hey how are you hey uh he's in your recast isn't he this is (laughs) the other thing i do when i listen i correct It's, it's Isla Fisher and it's Matthew McConaughey. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. Let me. Uh, does everybody have a favorite character? Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Yes. Because yes. Harry Potter's kind of like Sex in the City, and that everyone's like, "I'm a Samantha. I'm a like." I <laughs> yes. feel like I I hear people talk about Harry Potter, and people really connect with some characters. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Two? A lot more strongly than. I'm never alone. I knew it. Of course yes. Just because I played him in the in the board game. I wanted more Neville. I wanted more Neville in the movies. Is is he more present in the books? Oh my god, there's such a fantastic story with Neville oh. in the books where he could Too have bad, been we're talking Harry about Potter. No, sorry. So he is braver than Ron. Sorry. Yeah, oh, easily. He's wow. Easily. Ron. Controversial. Yeah. He's braver than Ron. No, dude. I think that's right. fair. He puts himself in harm ways tons of times, especially at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like funny. he could have taken the place of Ron and I would have been totally fine with that it's I would prosthetics totally fine with that <laughs> well no so the cool thing in the books is that we all know that Neville's parents were tortured from the movies uh-huh. we know, know that his parents were tortured the into Christians. insanity and they never recover so Ron and Hermione and Harry run into Neville at the hospital in the books and sort of run and he's Neville's very embarrassed because nobody knows about his parents they just know he lives with his grandmother and this whole thing is that in the um, which one is that Order of the no is it Order of the Phoenix is that, are you talking about where which he one do they go to the, ma- the Department of Mysteries and which one is that's serious a, that's Order of the Phoenix yeah yeah that's Order of Phoenix yeah, yeah. Order of Phoenix okay. So the whole thing is that there's this prophecy about a boy who is born at a certain time who will challenge the Dark Lord. And there were two boys born. It was Neville and Harry. And Voldemort made the the Uh, prophecy true. Yes, he who should not be named made Harry the chosen one by targeting him. It could have easily been been Neville Neville because both of their parents were in the original order. They were both Aurors. That's true. So, and they're both born in July. So this whole thing about Neville and why Neville is so forgetful is because he was present when his parents were cursed. So he had a curse put on him. Well, he had a spell put on him to make him forget all this like horrible, like, torture he had seen Ugh. and that's why he can't remember anything to his day because it was a really strong that's true because it's kind spell. of a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah. like Voldemort accidentally creates Harry or turns him into a horcrux like Spider-Man yeah. it could have very uh, this, it this could have been, been Neville Longbottom and the Philosopher's Stone exactly Neville Longbottom and yeah. the, the that's got a nice ring to it it does kind of I kind of like that it almost sounds like a like a uh, Neville Longbottom yeah. 
Who's well, the... see, me and my pappy was down by the creek. Oh, like, like a Mark we, Twain novel. We thought about the Philosopher's Stone, so we <laughs> sat there and we talked and we ate lemonade. It's a horrible novel. We ate lemonade. What the fuck am I? <laughs> yeah, Harry well, Potter, guys. Well, so everybody's favorite character. Yeah. Jenna, who is your favorite? Oh, easy. I know. <laughs> yeah, it. this is this can be controversial because um, yeah, no. she's everybody thinks she's crazy, but Luna, um, Luna Lovegood. Yeah. She's just got this like innate intuitiveness, and she she's got the love for animals like I do, but mm. more so like she's so cool under pressure. She her mom died, okay, and she's still like the most polite. She's very casual keeled. about it. Yeah, and she's mm. um she's sweet. She's very knowledgeable. So she's Ravenclaw, which I also tested as, but. That doesn't matter because those tests are bullshit. Um, yeah, I was fucking Slytherin. I, yeah. That is I was my, a Hufflepuff. You, you and I were Slytherin, or it was you and my father because another person was Hufflepuff that was Jay Cucinati. It didn't say if it was me or my dad. Oh. So I like to think that you and I were both Slytherin. Aw. I mean, I'm sorry, what? I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no. So, like, she's experienced tragedy, but she's still, like, the optimistic, refreshing, calming character. Mm-hmm. And so, like, everybody's, like, calling her loony love good. But, like, we have people murdering people senselessly, okay? Like, Luna Lovegood is not doing that. She's fixing broken noses. You're okay? saying that <laughs> when children are dying, it's probably not a good time to start calling people names and having petty fights. I, I agree. Yes, yeah. that's exactly right, Joe. <laughs> Do you yes. hear me, President? Trump. Oh, <laughs> you just got called out. I love that. By, um, um, yeah, so our very own she Dolores the, Umbridge. She has some of the best lines. Like, whole, like, like they get in your, they, they get in your they brain get and your brain, make it all fuzzy. Make yeah. your brain all fuzzy. And she's like, I'm just as sane as you are. And she's like, that's a cu- that's a curious place to keep such a thing. All she wants is her pudding, man. Yeah, and she calls Dobby sir, and like she's so polite. I just love her. I she love is her great. so much. Oh. I do hope they have pudding. Let's circle back to the house elves. Ooh, wait, wait, wait! Uh, but Joel, favorite character, all right, right? No, all right. no, we're, that's why I said circle back. Oh, okay, my oh, bad. Oh, I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> Dobby oh the God. house elf is my favorite character of the Harry Potter films. <laughs> no, no, actually, no, I kind of hate Dobby. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's, he's a strong. Well, he's really he rough. Saves, he saves. Okay, Harry. so I like him in the last one, but in that first one, when he's, when he's, he's introduced, he's the Jar Jar Binks of Harry Potter. He absolutely yeah. is. Yes, he is. Mm. And dude, that he's film... under the Malfoys. Of course, he's going to be like annoying, dude. But he like, he straight up fucks over Harry in that first bit. What? Was was that part of his part of his mission or something that like yeah. Harry's trying to, to keep, keep him, him from quiet. getting to, Har- uh, to Hogwarts? Oh. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Just fucking be quiet. Harry's just like, shut the fuck. Up. Oh, when he Man. appears in his house, yeah, yes. he doesn't want him to go back to Hogwarts. Yeah. He is Jar Jar. He is Jar Jar. Yeah, you know, and I, somebody I telling that that movie that was that Chamber of Secrets when he first shows up. Yeah, yeah, that movie came out the same year that uh, the Two Towers came out, uh-huh. and so here's. Uh, 100% CG animated characters in both films. Um, one is wildly successful, played by Andy Serkis. Totally believable. Oh, yeah. Totally feel for that character. The other is Dobby the fucking house elf, <laughs> who looks horrible. I hate the design. I hate the design. Yeah. Of him. They're, they're, they're not, well, he's got those dead dolly. eyes. They're he's, not cute. He's got the Polar <laughs> Express dead eyes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and then to top it off, that voice, it is, he's not, it's not a cute voice. It's not annoying. No. Or it is annoying. It's not. It's no. not. It is. It's, you know, everyone was really sad. Okay. So when he dies in the books, everyone's really sad. Yes. And I hear that in the movies when he dies. Oh, sorry. Spoilers. When he dies in the movies, everyone's so sad. And I'm like, God, no. They oh, just, you feeling me? No. They just don't build it up. in the, They really again, don't. They everyone, really don't. drinking game in the books. 
Um, there's this whole sub- subplot about the house elves and like it's almost this like slavery as thing where like the house elves throughout the books Hermione keeps trying to hide socks around so that with the house elves when they go and clean up after the students they mistakenly pick up a sock Master and they're freed be a sock <laughs> And they don't want it, and they just stop cleaning up the Gryffindor common room because they know this one student keeps hiding clothing, oh. and we don't want to be free, so, so they stop like, trying to fucking free they us. They want to be in their shackles. Yeah, so it's this whole servitude. thing, she has a, a group that's like, you know, rights for house elves. It's, it's very, like, time's up for house elves. <laughs> very, And they don't go into that at all. There are no other house it elves kind of really in the movie. That, like, fucking Harry is basically a slave owner and nobody really kind of bats an eye about it. Oh, yeah. hey, here's your slave. Why don't they you send him really, to do your bidding and really maybe get killed? Yeah. Well, I mean, he doesn't treat him like Lucius Malfoy. But but you're no. totally right. In the movies, like, when he dies on the beach, it's just like, eh. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. I thought it was sweet. It's a thing. Well, you just called him. You just said I'm you saying, hated, I hated Dobby. him in the first movie, but he kind of redeems himself in that last one. Yeah, but they just apparate, and then all of a sudden he dies. It's like like Sarah said. It's all, all of a sudden, Bellatrix Lestrange fucking threw a, a knife at him. Yeah, and then they apparate, and then he dies. I know. Saving it, it happens his all master. within like five minutes. Like you Sarah know, said, you're no build supposed up. to there, feel really bad. There's no build up. Yeah, I don't know. But it's not. You don't get quite the same sense, like why they're so close, because it, it's been built up like throughout. And the whole and the whole thing in the books, Dobby keeps trying to convert other house elves to his way of thinking, and right, well, all of them are like, "You're the crazy." But it doesn't. Are we talking about your favorite? Character? It really doesn't translate. So that by the time Dobby, the house elf, dies in the movies, you're like, "Oh, bummer." bummer. <laughs> No, yeah, you're that's, right. He's oh, actually not my that's favorite. Real sad. So favorite. That was character. a red herring. Well, it's it's cliche. Nobody has mentioned it yet. Um, but I'm gonna say Snape. Severus yeah. Snape, Aww. of course. And in fact, this is almost this whole Hans Gruber saga of uh, of films is Alan almost Rickman. more Severus Snape's film uh, story than it is Harry Potter's. I feel like that's mm-hmm. I feel like that's a tra- traditional choice, though. Like, it is, but nobody said it yet. So you have he deserves five, five, five. <laughs> Two, two, page four, three hundred and ninety. Turn to page four. Leave a message at the beep. So cute. And I'll get back to you. Battling snakes. Alan Rickman. <laughs> this is Alan you know, Rickman. J.K. Rowling uh, chose him specifically. Like, Dude, Apparently he's fantastic. Wrote that, uh, he's, he's fucking amazing. fantastic. He's amazing. He is. And on the set, apparently, um, he was the first to kind of know his full backstory. Because, you know, when they were filming something earlier, she would like kind of give him little clues about his character that nobody else knew. Because she was still writing the books. How cool is that? That's really neat. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> I just love him. He's he's such a... Well, first of all, he's like an anti-hero. Who doesn't? You're not supposed oh, no, to like he him. he is. He's not like an anti-hero. He is he, an he's anti-hero. He's the definition of an anti-hero. Yeah. Yeah. He does some horrible things, but and then he, in the end, you find out he did it for the greater good. Mm-hmm. And he was really good friends with Dumbledore, and he had to kill his friend. Right. Like, yeah. and And then not feel solace or but, not let on, because... If he would have shown any remorse, like the whole, then everybody would have died for nothing. Yeah, that is just that is confident, like movie writing, story writing to have somebody that every single movie is a dick. Every yeah. single movie, he's still, the worst, the least favorite person. I don't know. And the payoff comes at the very end, in literally the last movie. I You're did. like, oh shit! I don't disagree with that. He I wasn't just, a fucker. I just never found him to be the most dislikable person in the movie. Like, no, that's I Draco still, Malfoy. I still liked him. No. Like there was a part of him um, that I was bitch like, is the yeah, most oh my god, yeah. oh yeah, Umbridge Betsy is, DeVos. I 
Yes. <laughs> Dear God, yes. Dolores Umbitch. That's who it is. I yes. want to oh, I, flames on the oh. side of my face. Okay, flames. when did we when when did you guys flames heaving on the side of my face? Listen to our clue like episode from um, two weeks so, ago. So when did you guys discover that she was wearing the locket? I didn't until Wait, you and what? I were researching this. Do what? Huh? What? What? She oh. had Dolores. one of the Horcruxes on. Dolores Umbridge. The entire yeah. time. So supposedly, like, I didn't that's know what was that. Making her that like Voldemort was supposedly <gasps> getting to her, making her like. Remember when she was hurting Harry when he was writing like I will not whatever. Oh, yeah, that is so pen. dark too. And, yeah, and so that's so that she was wearing the locket the whole time, and they show a clip of her wearing it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, I didn't realize that. She. Yeah, she's bad. That's next level. Yeah, she's pretty rough. Probably because uh, J.K. Rowling made it up at the end that it was actually a horcrux. So that's why, that's why <laughs> oh it wasn't mentioned earlier. Because... Sarah, Sarah, who's no, your that's fav- what movie making magic does. <laughs> who's your favorite character? Well, I mean, Joel said he was cliche, but I'm going to be more cliche. I'm going to see your cliche and raise it by one. My favorite's Harry. Yeah. Oh, nobody's on Hermione, huh? I love Harry. Okay, oh, now, Hermione, no. I love Hermione. What? I love Emma Watson, uh-huh. who, who she uh. is. I love... Snape now, especially now that Alan Rickman is no longer with us, because uh-huh. I love him. Jeez. Okay, so my first exposure to him was Die Hard, and then I saw um, Love Actually. Actually. No. <laughs> Robin Hood. Why not? Emma. Oh, oh Emma. Okay. And I was like, oh my god, he can actually be attractive. He could be like an honest to goodness hero. He's kind of cute. Mm-hmm. And it was great. He's charming. He's so he's oh, he's charming. so British. And, and I just want to hear him talk yeah. all day long. I know that just deep British voice talking. I'm sorry to disappoint. <laughs> well, guys, spoiler alert. Uh, oh oh my voice. god, that voice. So anyway, yeah, no, but I really like. <laughs> what are you going to do? Hit me with that fish. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Harry. I think because I because I love the book so much, and it's Harry's story. Every every single fucking book, you're like, you're just exhausted by the end of it. Like, holy shit, you're a child. I know. Why do you have to do this? No boy like, is that good. Everything, though. everything, it's it's sort of presented to you, and then taken away. And by the next book slash movie, you have to like pick your shit up that and go true. back and keep going. And it's just. So hard. That's a good point. Every life every, is fucking hard. Every professor Guys, if Dudley Dursley to. is your favorite character, please write us on Facebook. <laughs> right. uh, I want to talk about something that bothers me of these films, um, and it also relates to the books um, and J.K. Because Rowling again. You're no, it's it's more because um, I like my stories to have a definitive, like beginning, middle, and end. Um, J.K. Rowling, God bless her. She created this magical world. Um, but I don't know that she's the best. And when I say storyteller, she's great at like world building and, and building characters. And uh, this whole thing that she's come up with is 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 to, to use Harry's word, brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, but Good job. Uh, she relies a little bit too much on Deus Ex Machina, which for the uninitiated, that's right, yeah. is um, when out of nowhere. Something saves the day, uh-huh. right? Yeah. It's an act of God. Like if, you, if you're familiar with the first season of The Walking Dead, the final episode where they suddenly just have a grenade 
Oh, we need to get out of here. There's a grenade. Oh, there's a grenade oh, just like, in front of us. How convenient. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was just there sitting there. So I first noticed it in, uh, I guess it was Chamber of Secrets, right? Because in the, in the big climax with the basilisk, well, there's no way that a fucking child could survive this. Oh, who comes fucking swooping in but Fox the Phoenix, right? Comes in and uh, what does he do? He like pecks out the basilisk eyes. Oh, and I'm going to think to pull out a, a, a tooth and stab, right? Like, who does that? Yeah. He, the, the fucking Phoenix comes back twice. Like, comes back the second time and, like, sheds his tears so that little Harry can heal And you never see Fox Ginny. again. Or you see him once more. Once more. But you really, he's more. literally just there to swoop in and save the day and then yes. swoop out again. Twice. Well, so at least he's a bird. That really bugged me. <laughs> <laughs> no? That didn't bug anybody else? That, no, uh, no. I, I told you that when we no were watching it. no satisfying conclusion it of that story? It seemed forced, yeah. It, no. it, it, mm-hmm. it seemed, you know, to me, it seemed magical. Like, <laughs> what is... Huh. In the movies, it seemed really, really forced because Dumbledore says it right there. He's like, he, so Harry walks into Dumbledore, Dumbledore's office and he's like, holy shit, Professor, your bird, it just, it just exploded. There's nothing I could do. He's like, oh, folks is a phoenix. He'll come you back. Know, he comes back and, you know, they're phen- phenomenal creatures, these phoenixes. Their tears <laughs> have healing properties. Yeah, they oh, totally thanks. set it up. That won't come into play yeah. anytime later. I'm just <laughs> letting you saying know. saying such a thing. Not in the books. So, again, so my response to your J.K. Rowling is the books are a lot more well-rounded. Okay. Whoever, Not as heavy-handed with that. Yeah. So, whoever, and because because there's so much information in the books, oh, sure. how the fuck do you cut that down into a movie? I don't know. They yeah. managed to do it for yeah. the most part it works out really well but okay. i have never seen for the most part i haven't seen the movies without knowing the backstory of the books so true. i'm filling in the blanks with what i already know to be true uh-huh and there's a lot i know so. one, one more point there what about uh, what's your excuse then for the uh, the sword of gryffindor because yeah, it's literally just, just like a sword that shows up when you okay. most need it. Hold on, wait. Like, I what to, could be more convenient than that? I have a side comment on that. that. Yeah, so is Dumbledore placing it in the sorting hat or whatever in the basilisk scene? Or is he? did he just all of a sudden place it there for Harry? Or is it showing up, like they mentioned in the later movies, when you need help the most? Like it did for Neville in the last movie. Last Does movie. it just appear when you need it? Or is Dumbledore or somebody else... Dumbledore's dead in that last Putting movie, it, so he's definitely but, not But he that. does have a little conversation with Harry in the, in the wife subway station That's true. Yeah. with weird baby Voldemort underneath oh the bed. So because, like, okay, this is what I was telling Joel. Like, so That's what happens to your gum, by the way, when you stick it to the it bottom. It becomes it Voldemort? Just, it turns into baby Voldemort. <laughs> Okay, so in, in, is it in five? Is it in five when they're in the Draco um, a mansion double, double, you're and they apparate to the beach? Oh, when is that? And they're in the uh, it's an end of uh, seven, part one. Seven, okay, yeah. okay. So seven and three quarters. So, so the sword. So they get the sword back, right? Uh-huh. So that's when they get the sword back. Also, they find the sword. Harry and Ron find the sword at the bottom of the lake when Harry sees uh, the Patronus, yeah, which the deer. Patronus. No, so, so all of a sudden it just shows up in the bottom of the Female lake, deer. and, and it gets stuck up. under the ice. That's yeah. terrifying. Uh, right, oh, Jesus. And then it shows up for Neville the, at, at the end, but it just shows up for Harry in Chamber of Secrets when he's fighting the Basilisk. So, like, yes! does it just show up, or is somebody putting it there for there, him? Are they, like, Bill and Tedding it? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's okay. remember to put the sword of, yeah. of Gryffindor in this place. No, it, it's just a, it's a convenient plot device that fucking J.K. Rowling's so, using. Yeah, no, 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 no. So that's the thing. Like, it's the sword is just really... The sword is special. I'm trying to remember in the books if they explain why the sword is special because it's Gryffindor's sword. So yeah. it's one of the first four, like, the founding mm-hmm. members' things. Godric. So... Godric. So I don't remember if it's just special that way, but for the most part, it always shows up in the sorting hat, except in the bottom of the lake. Yeah. In 
Deathly Hallows Part okay. One. It just shows up. So you've been bringing up the books a lot, Sarah. Yeah, um, it's a thing. I, I specifically told you not <laughs> to fucking do that. I read words. And, um, I have all the best words, Joel. I just, just like our president. He, Is anybody upset with how little we actually get of Sirius Black? Yes. Just by the time we get to know him. Like, it's Gary fucking Oldman. I love it's him. fucking Gary Oldman. I would does, say he's my favorite character, but he's not in it enough. He's really he's not so in But he, does he shows kinda... up as a fireplace face. I know, right? Gary, I'm watching out for you. Don't worry. Well, and like, what, would you say that about Alec Guinness or Alec Guinness as yeah. Obi-Wan? He's yes. only in the first movie, and then we just see him show up as a ghost? He wasn't as cool a character as Sirius no, Black. That's also cool. true. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Obi-Wan can't turn it's into bold. a wolf. Sirius Black is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that whole mystery about, like, is he really a bastard? Or, like, yeah. he's free. What the fuck is he out? What's and he gonna he's do? in like, a Enigmus. Like, that is a special quality. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Holy shit. Turn into an animal. Yeah. Where did um where does Harry get all his fucking money from? Like in yeah, the it, first movie, they go to Gringotts. His, did his parents leave that for him? His parents, yeah. Were That's, they fucking rich? How did they make all this money? It's just a throwaway line where Hagrid's like, "Oh, did you really think your parents would leave you with nothing?" Well, they didn't realize they were going to die that day. So, yes, where did their fortune come from? Yeah, yeah there's know. a there's a there's a logic behind that. They explain that, it's and I in can't the books. remember. Okay. I can't remember what it is, but yeah, they they absolutely because they knew they were on Voldemort's hit list as well. They they did kind of stockpile their finances. So here's my issues with they played the, the ponies. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they did. Bet the ponies, the dragons, put, the dragons. Put some money on the cubbies. There's some casino. The Triwizard Tournament. They were betting on the Triwizard Tournament. It's on uh, Canto Bite. It could be it on Hogsmeade. We don't see much of Hogsmeade. I mean, it could be. It's a dicey a town. There, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've been talking about the books, and um, it's great that you're able to kind of fill in these holes uh, and and give it a. little <laughs> Fill in the, uh, the 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 soft open. What are Not we calling like that. it? <laughs> and um, it's what they flew Thor's ship into to get him back to Asgard. <laughs> the soft, the, the, soft the, the Asgard sounds like the hard opening, if you ask me. Actually, it's what uh, it's covering the hard opening. Okay, it's covering it's the Asgard. <laughs> yeah, no, I, see, I see what you did there. That was good. Nicely done. So it's all good, well and good that the the, the books are able to fill in these holes for us, but. Um, that does not leave the film-going audience in as much uh, of, of, a, of a place to understand what is happening. Especially, uh, you know, I mentioned this before, that uh, they do a pretty good job of kind of like just telling them what you need to know book by book, right? Movie by movie. It, it, it's, it's great that they're all kind of like self-contained because you're just, you're, you're figuring out the characters you need to know. Sirius Black, there's a whole movie about him. You get to know him, boom, he shows up later, but that was your introduction to him and, uh-huh. and all the things you need to know. So they're pretty good at spoon-feeding him. And about... The last two movies, I guess, Deathly Hollows, something happened where they just threw that out the window and they were like, fuck it. You've either read the books and you know what's going yes. on, or you haven't, and you're already bought into these movies, you're going to see them anyway. We're just going to start referencing shit that hasn't shown up before, will not show up again, uh-huh. and uh, good luck trying to figure it out. Oh, yeah. Case in point, Bathilda Bagshot. Does that name mean anything to you, Joe? No. Of course not, because you haven't read the books. I no. researched. And I just saw <laughs> this film. Thank you, Joe. I did my homework. Why did you ask me? Here. You should have asked Sarah. No, because Sarah, does you that specifically name have not seen the book. Sarah, does that name mean something to you? I've seen the books. I haven't read the books. <laughs> I knew you were going to catch that. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong word. It, it's in the books. Uh, do you know the character of Bethilda Bagshot? Is is that the chick at the end? She's the chick the at the one end. that when the, the hobbits get stuck in the tree, he <laughs> comes along and sings <laughs> the tree to sleep. That's right. Tom Bombadil. <laughs> Tom Bombadil. <laughs> 
No, uh, she. There's a scene. It's when um, Harry goes to visit his. Uh, so they apparate, they, they apparate from the mountain to the to Hogsmeade, and it's Christmas Eve. That's yes. The, Wait, I thought it was Godric's Hollow. It's Godric's Hollow. Oh, because that's where his parents live. Like Hogsmeade with all the stuff. Yeah. The so they go to Godric's Hollow and they see Bethilda there. But it's not really her. And the house that, for some reason, hasn't been repaired yes, in, the, in, yeah. the in the 15 years like, since it was blown up. still there, and like, the blood is still there. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's really creepy. Yeah, it's not, really creepy. Not, well, that is the part of the, the series of movies where they would do stuff like this, where I, was, where I would be sitting in the, the theater going, where the fuck are they? Like, are they... Yes. Are they, but I felt the same way when they would go to like wherever the winter wonderland place was where yeah. they got a bunch of candy. I'm like, where are they right now? In yeah. Magic Land? Okay. Yeah, that's, and that, but that's the question I'm asking. Like, Magic Land, comma, England? Is there, but I guess, is there a parallel place yeah. where like the magic world is and then like England's here? Like, or is it all in England and it's like hidden like Wakanda style? I don't remember. Why wouldn't Hermione just I didn't use read the those time turner much. to go all the way back yeah. to Thank when you. Voldemort yeah, was a no, kid? Because that's now not being talking. useful. This is introduced in the third <laughs> Prisoner book. Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, yes. you have time travel. What a great idea. She's been using it to fucking go to her classes. Oh, it's the lamest. <laughs> not since the lake house her. has there been a lamer <laughs> use of time travel in a movie. And it, <laughs> but they take it away from her, right? No, you're right. Here, this could have come in very handy, yeah. like in books four, five, six, and seven. We'd still have Cedric Diggory with us. We'd so maybe still do- have Dobby. C- well, <laughs> Sirius Black. Fine with him going. Lupin, Remus Lupin, Remus Lupin, Lupin. Remus Tonks. Who's to- no, oh, oh, Lupin and Tonks. Tonks. Come on, guys. They Everybody had a baby. Dies. Everybody they had a dies. fucking baby. I know, man. So did uh, so did Lily and and, and Mark. What, what was Harry's dad? James. James. James Potter. And Tonks was like the only, uh, I'm going to get it wrong, but metamorphagus. That's right. Very so good. she can, yeah. So she can turn into like a human or an animal. Or a duck. Yeah. She can make duck faces. But based on she emotions. She can make pig faces. And then she turned into she a character from Game of Thrones. All of the faces. Yeah. Oh, is she on she that did? show? Yeah, she's on Game of Thrones. There you and go. So we talked about favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Right? Did we all go around the horn, Joe? Did we get yeah. yours? Favorite yeah, movie. I said Neville. Oh, you like I, Neville like, I like Neville. I love Neville. I love Neville's turn at the very end. He is great. Uh, I think that that's really awesome. Uh, I, I love Snape. And I think the only reason, maybe the only reason I, I liked Snape, even when he was supposed to be despicable, despicable is because it's Alan it's Rickman. It's Alan Rickman. He's hilarious. So I'm like, I fucking love you, Alan Rickman. There's, there's no way that I'm not going to love you in a film. There's one scene where he keeps hitting Harry and Ron on the back of the head. Yes. That's just played for laughs. And it's like, yes, he's, yes, he's Kane Takeris, but uh-huh. uh, he's still, he's like your drunk uncle. Um, There's so many good characters. I mean, even Voldemort, even Ray Fiennes. Ray Fiennes is. Oh, so, God. What about fucking Barty Crouch Jr., man? Yeah. Oh, fuck David, yes. David fuck Tennant. Yes. Or Mad Eye Moody. Yeah. Shit. Oh, I love him. You know what? You know what? Barty pisses? Crouch slash No, Moody? I called him out as being Barty Crouch Jr. So, so I was nannying a bunch of British kids. See, British, bringing it back to Harry Potter. <laughs> British, British. Did you and put them to bed with their were... dog Nana? <laughs> yes. Did Peter Pan yes, come visit? Yes, I did. <laughs> and they were watching. They were watching Doctor Who, and I walked in. They're like, "Do you like Doctor Who? Do you want to watch?" I was. I looked at the TV. I was like, "I don't know what words you're speaking because you're foreign." And I looked, I was like, it's Barty Crouch Jr. And I said, no, it's Doctor Who. I was like, no, 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 no. I've seen, trust me, I've seen Harry Potter a lot. That's Barty Crouch Jr. You're like, no, we don't know what you're saying. You know, and you bring that up, talking about Mad-Eye Moody, that does bug me. 
That, actually, that it, we were talking about Barty Crouch Jr. Well, who is he's one of the same, actually. Character. He's a good character. He's a rich he's character. Really good, yeah. But he's, he's playing Mad-Eye Moody. Moody in disguise. You don't mm-hmm. find out. So you get to kind of love this character um, and get to know him. And then in the end, you find out, oh, he's he's a fucking Death Eater. He's a bad yeah. guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just fucking Mad-Eye Moody the game. shows up in the rest of the movies like, oh, we've known you all along. Like, bitch, I don't know you. Like, I've learned, <laughs> yeah. I fell yeah, in love with somebody I knew else. other Mad-Eye Moody, yeah. Yeah. Who's you were stuck say? in a trunk. Yeah. <laughs> and considering how that friendship with Mad-Eye Moody ended up, I don't think I'm just going to welcome you into my home. Right, like, yeah. Who the fuck? And then we don't even need to see him die. He doesn't even get like a serious black-like moment. It's just like, oh, he fell off a broom. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't make it. Anyway, uh, so we're all going to turn into Harry now. There's got to be a common death around there, though. No, the saddest of all of those deaths has to be um, the the owl. owl. Yeah. (laughs) Hang on. Help me here. Hagrid. Hedwig. 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 And the angry angry Hagrid. (laughs) I mean, yeah. The the Weasley brother, though, that's pretty bad, But he saved saved Harry. Hedwig saved Harry. I I don't remember how, but he did. Everybody saved Harry. He got in the way of a... He got in the way of a... Voldemort. Yeah. Of a curse. Tom Riddle. Which one is it? Is it George or Fred? It's... It's, I don't know. Can't remember. It's It's one of them. I think it's heartbreaking. Dumbledore dying wasn't very sad. It's really sad. What? (laughs) Oh, I was just playing. Trying to get my goad. Jude Law is going to be playing Dumbledore. Boy, did I. Oh, you haven't seen the trailer still. We're going to see the trailer. Jude Law? Jude Law is playing a young Dumbledore. He's so dirty. He looks kind of awesome. He's going to be great. He's so dirty. I cannot wait. We need to do a reaction. We need to do a reaction video for watching the trailer. If you're listening to this now, that, go to the we'll Facebook page and then never post. No, we're going to do it. We're going to have. <laughs> we're going to see Joe's lovely bride, Sarah, watching the. I haven't uh, seen it either because we were <gasps> supposed oh, to wait to see it together and double, watch it without me. Double reaction. Reaction videos on our Facebook page. Double your pleasure. There double your fun. Boom. That's another double mint reference within like ten minutes. What? That's, you talked about. He talked about how Voldemort looked like a piece of gum underneath, and I made a. I started singing the double mint song. Oh. Wow, where were we? What were we talking about? You guys about? were probably yeah. talking about Dobby's talking about Dobby's door. taint. You know what? <laughs> I was probably thinking about the books. That's got to be some fan fiction. Right <laughs> Dobby's taint. Stop saying that. Oh, look, get that out of my ears. Dobby has found a sock. <laughs> That's not a sock, Dobby. Oh, no. Dobby no. is a free elf. <laughs> la, 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 la. One of my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite Harry Potter references is in a uh, a Ricky Gervais show called Extras, uh-huh. where Daniel Radcliffe kind of plays the same. He plays an actor uh-huh. who uh, uh, is playing the role of kind of a Harry Potter esque. Uh, <laughs> he's like a Boy Scout, but has magical powers, okay. and is like hanging out with Warwick Davis, <laughs> who's oh. like a little Aww. troll. And so they end up hanging out with him like on the set, but it turns out you know that that Daniel Radcliffe's a bit of a an asshole, oh. and he's like he walks around and stuff, and he hangs out. And he's like hitting on Ricky Gervais's uh-huh. female friend, and like apparently Daniel Radcliffe walks around with like just a, an, a condom, but an open condom. It's already taken out of the package. <laughs> he just like carries it around. He's like, so do you want? <laughs> and she's like, I instead don't of the sock, yeah, <laughs> that's, oh, awesome. that's hilarious. Uh, so if you've never seen that, I'd recommend the show uh, right. Extras with Ricky Gervais. That's, I think, second season. Cool. Uh, so Harry Potter <laughs> stuff. Uh, oh, well, so we talked about favorite characters, right? Uh-huh. We've got everybody's. Yeah. What favorite films? Joe, I think you've already showed your hand, yeah, right? Goblet you said of Goblet of Fire. Fire which the is one with Barty Crouch Jr. Triwizard Tournament. Yeah. That one is pretty great. 
Why, why'd you say that? Like because that's Sean how Dumbledore Connery. says. The, she, the was that the first one with the new Dumbledore, or was that the third one? Uh, the Prisoner of Azkaban. No, the third one, yeah. Which, by the way, I hate to say it, but... Do we I like Richard Harris better? No, Richard Gambone. Yeah. Is my I agree. Favorite I, I liked him But better. there are a lot of people out there who are like, said Richard Harris is where it's at. Um, it, they're really kind of playing them different, but uh, the, the first Dumbledore is kind of... I wonder if these yes. jelly beans still taste the same as they did... <laughs> Oh my god, you just spit. <laughs> oh wow. We got projectiles. Projectiles from Sarah onto her husband. Oh my god. Expelliarmus. Because I have the hiccups, I was trying to hold it. Oh, it did not work. I, think I was trying to do my jelly <laughs> Why would you do that? Yep. Yes. No, stop. Earwax. <laughs> He does. He does sound like. Uh, this is horrible to say because he did end up dying. But it sounds like he's about to die. Like it's any just moment on in set. This. Harry, we can expect great Chris thing. Chris from Chris. The line isn't Chris. Chris. <laughs> my heart. No, it's my hat. The line is my hat. It's the sorting hat. Now do it again. Oh, yes, Harry Potter killed Richard Harris, unfortunately, but. We got uh, a much better Dumbledore out of it, I think. <laughs> His silver linings. What? He's not much better. Good I news. think he is. I think he is. My hiccups went away. All right. <laughs> Probably because Bad I news. spit on Joe. Bad news. Mm-hmm. I think you're crazy. Yo, you'd like the first Dumbledore? Dumbledore? No, I don't think he. I don't think he plays the spirit of Dumbledore. Like he goes from like old on like this the the brink of death Dumbledore to. And by the way, I'm a like an ornery Italian or a Irishman or a <laughs> Scotchman or maybe I'm French. Who the fuck knows? He's based on my accent. <laughs> he's magic. I like that he's got some life in him though, and he's like <laughs> yes, swarming around. Did that life is he come really from? supposed to have life in him though? <laughs> like is he like 120? Actor. Like seriously, yeah, like well, he doesn't he, need. Did he take the Sorcerer's Stone for his own? Right? Maybe he's like Tonks. He's one of the greatest he uh, shapeshift a little bit. He's fine. He he gets better. <laughs> he's fine. He gets he's, better. He's the glue that holds these, I agree these with series Sarah. of films together. As the movies go along, I'm like, okay, you you're only okay. like him better because he's in more. Well, when he no, pulls I the magic him. earwax out of his ear and you can <laughs> see like the memories <laughs> and stuff in his pencil. <laughs> Talk about the memory case, please. Okay. Okay. Just what do you want to know? Second. Let's do it. Why isn't it utilized more? Dude, seriously. I feel like they use I agree it a lot. With you. Do they use it more in the book? The, what? The pensieve? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's called. That's it's around. <laughs> Jesus. Sure, the pensieve. Yeah, <laughs> that thing. Called. The cabinet. Yeah, you pull the, the memories out of You drop them in this fountain he, and he you waits can see until, He waits until Snape is killed and he's like, oh, go to my memory bank and go pull out this memory and look at it. It's oh, like, you're talking about Snape specifically. I wonder no, what I'm that talking what? about the cabinet. Like, why isn't it utilized? Why doesn't Dumbledore introduce <laughs> Harry to the cabinet? Isn't it isn't like when, when Snape is dying, isn't he like, to give me a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Take my tear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here, catch this tear. Wow, how oh, insensitive. No. I just kind of feel like I'm like... Dying at like, one of the most beloved characters. They're, they're, Cry on cue, now. No. Go. Like, Aww. how do you and do that? He can. Always. But like, because because he uh, because it's his tragedy. He always had the tears for use that as like his beloved Lily. For always, but seriously, those memories are so important. They could have saved Hogwarts. Like, what? Why it's did he It's that time wait? again. Always. <laughs> Oh, 
this podcast is officially <laughs> off the rails. I'm stop talking. We're like uh, okay. on the, one of those carts going through Gringotts Bay. <laughs> oh my god, that's a really good comparison. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, um, wait, are we about to go through a waterfall? No. Where we all, where all the magic goes away? Oh, that poor little we're goblin on top of shit. The poor little goblin who With just the gets shaker. like fire no. breathing, like he just like feel- wakes up from fire. this. Oh, he's like, oh, where am I? <laughs> You're up in flames. Wait, what? Sorry. Yeah. You're when they, fucking dead. <laughs> when they break, <laughs> they break in, into Gringotts and bank. he's a uh, collateral oh. from uh, oh. what's his name dying. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure Warwick Davids plays every, every single yes. Yes. I is. know. And, you are great. And when he's not playing, um, actually, Vern Troyer is in this too. Is he really? He plays one of the goblins. Huh. But, but that character, voiced by Warwick, Warwick Davis. Davis, he yeah. plays Creature. <laughs> no, he Wait. plays uh, Grip Hook. Oh, Griffith. the goblin's name. Really? The one that, the one that they break into Gringotts and promise him the sword. Which, why would you promise him the sword? Like they that? were never going to... They gave it to him. He died. But Can they we... didn't know he was going to die. Yeah, that's true. true. Can we stop for a second and, and point out that Professor Flitwick, like I Dumbledore... I don't know who that is. Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> who... Um, wait, what is he? He's the professor of... Music. I don't know. No. Um, or I don't know. Of... I don't even floating know. things. Whatever. Levi, Levi, Wingardium Levioso. <laughs> yes. So he goes from being like a like a grizzled old professor, like a a miniature version of Professor Dumbledore, mm-hmm. to in movie number three, suddenly he's got like dark short hair and like a little That's mustache. Right. He's, like, like, what? he's what? like little Hitler. What? <laughs> what? He, he does. Is. Yeah, it's true. He's got the bowling TV fun house. <laughs> no TV fun house. I didn't know that he was a different kind of character at the beginning, like in the first movie. Yeah, he was like an, an old, like long beard, long gray hair, and then suddenly he got what? a makeover. Wait, what? <laughs> right about the same time they got new Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. And a new dark arts professor was you know what? every year. I blame I blame that director that that Quaron guy. Wow, Quaron. that's racist. Yeah, no, I don't much care for his because I yeah. like the first two. I like the first. Did two he direct movies. the rest of the series? No, and so no. here's the thing. So I wish they and there should have been more continuity. Go with me on this, Joel. There should have been continuity. You can't go from movie two to movie three to movie four and say, sure, that's the same series. It's not. You know what? I kind of like that, though. I kind of wish they would have continued doing that. Having like a different director, like have a guest <laughs> like, director. Like, like Bond. Yes, right. It's always a different well, director. Although the last Until three Sam Mendes got his hands on it, and exactly. then he ruined the whole series. Thanks, Sam Mendes. Kind of like that Quaron guy. But he also debated. Yeah. Uh, uh, debated. He also directed one of the uh, the best. Yeah, James li- Bonds. Little Children, Goldfinger. Oh, Goldfinger, That's right? Hard germs. So, so you, you weren't a fan of uh, Part Three, the uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. It was it was when too it different from Part Two. It didn't make sense in the series. If you watch one and then two and then sure. three, it like, was kind of a reboot. What? And, well, yes, but it's the one of the first films that actually feels magical and, and it feels like it has its own style. Uh, oh, I, now I will give you. Nope. He, go, he does go. <laughs> he does go a little too far uh, with his style because that style is not replicated in the. Any of the other films, so I'll give you that. But I like the idea of there being a different director per film. I wish they would have done that throughout the rest of the series because I think the last three films were all done by the same guy, same yeah. guy who's now doing the Fantastic Beast movies. That's right. So he apparently loves him some Harry Potter. But I would have liked to have seen David uh, Yates, a J.J. Abrams yeah. Harry Potter. I would have liked to have seen a, an M. Oh, M. Night Shyamalan was going to no, the nep- oh, no, yes. thank you. Yes, Is David was. Fincher? David, oh, dude, David. <gasps> David yeah, but then Fincher, Trent Harry Reznor Potter. would have to do the soundtrack. <laughs> it would just be a bunch of Dude, I forgot that. Yeah, his uh, his um, version of the girl with the dragon tattoo opened up with uh, 
with the immigrant the song. Immigrant song, yeah. I'm scheduled to see that in the next week. We are. I'm seeing that. Yes, we're going to do a Fincherthon. <gasps> really? <laughs> like, go, go, Gone Girl? I've never. Oh, I've already seen that. I've Gone just never seen great. Girl, girl with Dragon Tattoo, and I really want to see it. Girl with Dragon Tattoo. I haven't either. Let me know what you think about it. We'll do Alien 3. Oh God! And, uh, Benjamin Button. Oh, you haven't seen it. No, no don't. To just round it out. Why are you watching his worst? His Benjamin worst Button. <laughs> Wait, who said Benjamin Button? That was Joel. It's a David Fincher film. On purpose. Follow along. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, here we go. <laughs> Sarah's nose just went out. Like, she's like, We've talked a lot about the Harry Potter films, the Harry Potter story. We sure have. How about a little bit of Fantastic Beasts? Yeah. Mm, what did right. you guys think about Fantastic Beasts? I loved it. Yeah. I loved that first. In fact, we saw it like the week after we saw um, Shape of Water. I think it's a better film than Shape of Water. That's right. I'm saying it. Oscar huh. winner for Best Picture. Oh, well, we walked out of there saying that that we liked it better than Black Panther. We didn't talk about Shape of Water, but... I'm um, saying that right now. Okay, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I really liked it, man. I think it... You know um, what I, I like about it? It's we're finally we're getting to be in this world, but with adults. Like, what are adults doing? We don't have uh-huh. to live through the eyes of children and figure out how these precocious kids, how they going to get out of this one? How they going to destroy horcruxes while they're discovering their own sexuality? we got, like, adults in this world doing, like, adult things, and I'm, I'm well, into it. Yeah, so the ministry is a little upsetting at times, but that's okay. Um, yes, they're frustrating. Uh, they're frustrating. She's very anti-government, J.K. Rowling, apparently. Yeah, um, but I like seeing that Grindelwald's going to be introduced more in the second one. That's mm-hmm. exciting. And then also just Eddie Redmayne's character and all of the Fantastic Beasts. Like, it's beautiful, just his care for the animals. Mm-hmm. Um, that made me fall in love with his character immediately. Uh, so I like that part of him, because he's obviously would be like a Hufflepuff, right? And just so, great casting. So, so what is his back? So his backstory is that he was at Hogwarts and then like they said something about him being expelled but that like he was one of Dumbledore's favorite or something like was he expelled because he was doing experiments with the beast Sarah have you read these books uh, no okay I don't, I don't think there was one. an actual book yeah no I think these are oh no yeah. uh, or maybe it's like in the, the series so, yeah like the, the actual book like Fantastic Beasts Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them it's a fictional book in this world yeah yeah as written by Eddie Redmayne. Main. Because remember at character. the end when she goes off to the right. ship and he says, I'm going to write the book. And she says, can I come back for a copy? But you're telling me J.K. Rowling did didn't not write. publish a book mm. entitled. No, about like what, oh. he, like about the guy who wrote the book. So she's just flat out writing screenplays now. Maybe. S- somebody no. is. Or just giving them a story that somebody else can write a screenplay about. I like it. I'm into it, man. And I think, uh... The, we've got another nice series of films on our I just hands. didn't want Harry Potter to end so when that came out I was like okay that's good yeah and, would, would you want to see like the adventures of old Harry Potter like at the end of uh, <laughs> Deathly Hallows 2 when they try to age everybody to look like how he looks remember at the it's like oh, they God. give him like a like an old uh, man's gut and like some five o'clock shadow the that whole, was terrible the whole nine and three quarters train scene like is just weird with Ginny and her haircut like it's just weird yeah. like, we cut your hair you're probably 15 years older <laughs> So Jenna, you you said something about wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. What did you think about Fantastic Beasts? Yeah. Oh, my bad. No, not a fan. No, I was oh. not a fan. I was not a fan at all. I wanted to like it a lot. Interesting. I did not. It, it Why do you like think a, that is? It seemed like a clunky story. Maybe because there's not a book to go with it mm. that could very well be part of it. Mm-hmm. It seemed clunky. One, Eddie Redmayne seems completely irresponsible. Like, what the fuck are you doing I, with I your life? I absolutely really agree does. with you. That even as someone who hasn't read the books, the movie felt clunky His to me. His female counterpoint oh, just her. seems grumpy the nomad thing doesn't work as well as the muggles but he's it doesn't great. it feels like a person no, it's the term i think she's referring to. right yeah yeah, yeah. it feels yeah. like a person nomad. who is british is writing a story as a counterpoint 
in an American way who doesn't really like Americans all that much, who doesn't really care. She because doesn't. that was a big thing with J.K. Rowling. She did not want a single American actor because uh, what's his head? Little, um, little baby Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, was in talks. Oh. They they had considered him for the role of Harry Potter because he was such a good actor at that time. And she and J.K. Rowling said, no, we're only doing British actors. You know this is a British story. Well, sucks even more than that. They had actually cast another kid. And it what? turns out he wasn't British. But he, but his name was like Liam Adkin or something like that. And he was born somewhere else. He wasn't technically British. Wow. So yeah. she was like, out of here, kid. Nope. It feels like a story that, to me, it feels like a story that was written about Americans mm-hmm. by someone who is not American. Right, I'll give you that. And it's written, it feels foreign. It does, the, the whole Ministry of Magic in America doesn't feel like the American version. If you're going to have an American version of the British ministry, it needs to mirror the American version of the American government yeah. as the Ministry of Magic exactly. mirrors the yeah. British ministry. That's true. She doesn't quite understand how the government works here. In so it just, I mean, it felt like capitalizing on a, a series that had come to an end that is trying you know, to keep going. And, I and I'm that not too. sure where to go with that. I, I, and, and I mean, I'm gonna. I want to uh, add on top of this that it, it got frustrating to me because I didn't quite understand like what my fucking focus was supposed to be. They introduced this movie as if it's he's having to like recollect these magical beasts that have now run amok al- along New York. He's like the Jane Goodall of the Wizarding. A world. little bit, yeah. But then we suddenly jettison that whole plot. Uh, because it's only supposed to serve the purpose that they've got that dark soul thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is going to play a part later in the movie. Like, that's the only reason that Scarmander in his case exist is because of this device yeah. that's supposed to be exploited by Grundewald that we're going to get to later on. Sure. Uh, I thought that the climax w- lacked okay. heavily yeah. uh, anything in the uh, that resembled a, a satisfying ending. Um, well, and, and that was another. It another felt like one a of her... Scooby Doo episode. Like, no, well, that's no, what she it does. Couldn't be this. So all who of, is this? All of the Harry Potter books end that way too. Oh, Professor Quirrell is actually somebody else. The oh, early, Mad Eye Moody early is books. actually somebody else. The early books ended that way, or the yeah, early movies. But if you look at the early movies of Harry Potter, they're in such a small scale that they don't. By the time you get to a book that or a movie that is affecting an entire city or an entire country, you're like in like movie six or seven. Yeah, you just and said this one. Like, you, I like that it's adults I'm sorry like you jump right in yeah I'm just gonna talk over you you jump right in <laughs> in movie one with like American Harry Potter you jump right in where like the ministry is just going around like changing people's mind like fixing the whole city with their magic and like They're erasing like people's black. minds Make with it rain. rain I mean what? <laughs> so that tells me that nothing matters because everything it starts off on this huge scale and I hate Johnny Depp you know how I feel about Johnny Depp I'm really Depp. surprised no. they sequelized I'm the same it because it, it didn't feel like they built it up at the end of that movie for a sequel it felt like a one-off and like I all think right, they maybe were, it should just stay that way I think they were they were kind of testing the waters to see how it was and li- giving themselves an out where oh this could be self-contained we've already kind of tying it it's already a prequel to the Harry Potter films mm-hmm. But now they're going to get to expand on it. Yeah. We get to see them as lovers, Dumbledore yeah. and uh, Grindelwald. And, That's oh. right. Dumbledore's gay, folks. Did you know that, <laughs> J- Jenna? What? Yeah, D- Dumbledore's Sorry, gay. Sorry, I'm still thinking about the movie now. <laughs> well, that said, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with the second one. Me too. Yeah, no, when you when you say that, um, it does seem like it's a whole setup just to introduce Grindelwald, like at the end. Like, it's, Eddie Redmayne... Um, 
doesn't seem as important after you just said that because it's like yeah he's controlling all these fantastic beasts and he is very irresponsible with them you're mm-hmm. right like he's yeah. like seriously he doesn't even go after what's his name you know though considering got... all the animals he's got in that case only a handful of them got out like that's, that's pretty good that's just really he's irresponsible though and, like, well, and he's like what? oh they're, they're not dangerous they're not dangerous yes they are dangerous like <laughs> the big hippopotamus or whatever the that he that had to go was. get like in Central Park is Scarmander on the spectrum? Oh, definitely. He's oh, a little yeah. on the, yeah. Little on yeah. the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Okay. He's, he's Zuckerberg. I, I told Joel I have a very hard time enjoying him on film. I We saw Theory of Everything. Um, he's just kind of um, a, a very one-sided type of acting. He plays weird characters who you don't really get to get let in. Yeah. Right? right? Like Between the only charming the, part of that was when he gave woman. his walking stick away. And he, he almost cried. Like, other than that, like, he wasn't really, like, charming or interesting or whatever. And then, like, you're right. Like, the whole thing led up to, oh, there's Grindelwald at the end. Well, like, could we gotten, could we have gotten to that sooner, mm-hmm. maybe, and explored it a little bit no, more? in the sequel, you will. You know, the relationship that I liked in that movie was the muggle friend who's He's the no-match friend yeah. yes. and the sister of Aww, what's her head. I know. And then like, they erase his, his memory and maybe they bring him back in the next one. But like that looked really the interesting. The bakery owner. Yeah. I wanted that. Yeah. To, I wanted the whole movie. Like I wanted these other two guys to be kind of side characters. I wanted the movie to be about them. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's interesting. I haven't seen that yet because we haven't had grown-up relationships. We certainly haven't had like inter what, what would we call that interspecies intermagic yeah. relationships yeah. it's called interspecies erotica <laughs> so that'd be interesting speaking that'd of be that great. um jenny you had brought something up about uh, harry potter and uh, who he ends up with the character um Ugh. yeah not a, wah, not a wah. fan of uh Ginny. Ginny Ginny weasley no no i'm sure she... maybe they set it up better in the books but in the it really seemed kind of forced in the films and like out of nowhere like we, all of a sudden no. in one of them it's like he's zipping her dress up and they're exchanging glances mm-hmm. and like i saved you when you were a child once i'm not as invested in her she's not in it enough for me to be right. invested other than she's a weasley she's not a very interesting character and i feel like he's with her because she's a weasley but he should be with luna yes he Jenna said Luna. he should end up with Luna, and I totally agree. What happened to the uh, the the cute little Asian Irish Cho? girl? Cho? Cho? Yeah. No, nobody likes Cho. Oh, yeah, because she yeah. betrayed She's them. She's the worst. She betrayed them, but because she was Did under she? the spell. Wait, what? What? Wait, uh, what? Everybody betray me. <laughs> she betrayed them in the room everybody requirement. Betray me, Mark. She, she led them to the room requirement, but that's because she was under Drake, whatever yeah, spell. They caught her. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So but Dumbledore she was has mostly a into Harry because of like he was the last person to see Cedric alive. Oh. Yeah, that's not weird at all. Like, oh, I'm just going to muggle out with my uh, my dead muggle boyfriend. <laughs> the last person that, that hung out with him. So D- Dumbledore has a brother, right? I remember at one, one of the, in one of the movies mm-hmm. that, like, Harry's looking at a painting and there's, yep. Dumb- like, he sees Dumbledore in it. Uh, and it's, it's the sister, it, but yeah, it ends up being like the. Uh, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They he, apparate to his his. He had his a dead home sister, and they're whatever. using her painting as a, a secret passageway into Hogwarts. Ah, uh-huh. mm. uh-huh. okay, yeah. yeah. What happened with that? Well, yeah, that's a great question, Joe. Because again, you're making my point for me. This is brought up in the seventh movie. We never heard about his fucking brother the entire time. The the characters are as surprised as we are. What Dumbledore had a brother? I never mentioned that. Yeah, of course not. Um, and then he comes back to help. He comes back because Dumbledore's dead, and then yeah, he he. But, he but that's like... exactly why. <laughs> that's why you find out because when Dumbledore is le- what? It's like landfill from uh, from Beer Fest, where they just there's this character named Landfill in this movie, and he ends up dying, and so like his brother comes to help out the team so they can win the Beer Fest thing. It's the same actor, the same actor. and at some point he just tells him he's like, guys, you know what? 
just call me landfill. <laughs> like they completely <laughs> defeat the whole thing that it's a different guy. And so that's that's funny. It made me think of that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Guys, just call me Dumbledore. He has the quickest like turn. He goes from "fuck you, kids" and your war. You know, Voldemort's won. It's over. And then he's like fighting with them at Hogwarts at the end. <laughs> Very confusing to that's me. Awesome. As was Bathilda Bagshot. <laughs> you remember Do her you remember from an hour ago? This fucking Bathilda Bagshot. Because you she's never a finish your story. No, because by the she way. comes out of nowhere, and Voldemort turns her into Nagini. Yes, yeah, so apparently, he, apparently, she's he already gave her dead. a Lamborghini. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was bright red and beautiful. Apparently, Did she was fly? already dead. He animated her corpse to fool Harry, right, to lure him into mm-hmm. his home, and then. But it was a secretly Nagini, his snake inside of her the entire time, who at the opportune moment sheds her like uh, she, a snake sheds its skin and then attacks Harry. To which I'm like, why did you go through the... Tr- why did you just fucking... Why can't he just like pop out of the bushes <laughs> right. as the snake? What's with this stupid fucking subterfuge we have yeah. to go through? And what to a shitty snake that you got him that close and you still didn't kill the. I guy. know, and then they're able oh, to operate out of there. Like what the hell? And for, for that matter, let's go back to Goblet of Fire. The whole what's the whole plan that Voldemort has? Oh, we got to get him into the secret graveyard so I can get his his blood and yeah. and and turn into. So I can physical, like, graduate he goes from, from baby, baby Voldemort, Voldemort to, to adult Voldemort. Yeah. Exactly. Like a Pokemon. So the whole thing they're trying Voldemort to do... Voldemort is evolving. So they're just... <laughs> <laughs> nope, 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 nope. <laughs> so they're just trying to trick Harry into touching something, this port key, that's going to transport him, right? They could have done that in any number of ways. Yeah. Why did they have to do... Okay. Oh, but first, we're going to secretly... Uh, enroll him into this Goblet of Fire. That won't raise any red flags since he's not supposed to be in it anyway and there's only supposed to be four wizards, right? I like that And then they go through three like this, rounds. This happens and people are like, well, your name came hey, out. rules are rules. Oh, and also, this goes back to my whole, like, the teachers are, the professors are terrible guardians. Like, they have no, they have no aerial views. They, they're, they're magicians. They're wizards. <laughs> they're witches. Like, they have no views of any of these contests. Flying candles, but they don't have any kind of surveillance. Yeah. Like, no. Hey, what, let's what get some CCTV like, oh, up in Hogwarts, it's, man. It's been a while. Where do you think they might be? Oh, <laughs> Cedric might be dying. Every one of these <laughs> teachers should have a fucking Marauder's map and going, okay, where are they? Yes. Yeah, All right. Exactly. Yes. The children have, like, the most powerful, between the map and the cloak and the wand, they could rule the, the warrant. <laughs> the loot. <laughs> Jenna, what was your favorite movie? Uh, so, three. <laughs> yeah, Prisoner of Azkaban. I'm going to get Sarah's uh, uh, shade You know what, over I there. turned her, though, uh, because but, she but, didn't used to. But I said, or Order of the Phoenix, and re- reasons are different. Like, Prisoner of Azkaban is visually breath- like breathtaking, like, dark, mysterious, got a whole different vibe. The score, amazing. Um, I also like that it takes place, like, around Halloween, so it's just, like, spooky. That's right. And it goes kind of with the theme. But Order of the Phoenix, like, the, you know, we know Voldemort's known to be back at this point and there's this camaraderie around amongst the kids yep. and it's the first time we see them all come together and they're like yep. fuck umbridge right like we're gonna do this ourselves we're gonna mm-hmm. save hogwarts ourselves and they find the room requirement and they're all like they're learning their spells and charms and like um i, I don't know i just i like both of them a lot i totally agree with you having rewatched them now all order of the phoenix is my favorite it used to be prisoner of basketball used wow. to be goblin of fire now it's this we did one. not talk about this ahead of time we did not for all the reasons you awesome. said and most importantly Badass wizard battle at the end. Yes. Fucking Voldemort and, and Dumbledore going at it. They're doing the spells. The glass. He shoots glass at him. Dumbledore yeah. turns it into sand. He, Dumbledore gets him in like a ball of uh, water. He can't get at it. 
Yeah. Badass, that man. Is a badass finally, badass it took battle. five films, but we finally got to see some wizards battling. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's pretty good. Anyway. No, I think my favorite movie. <laughs> it's pretty good, but no. I, I agree. Okay, so my, my first favorite, my. Your you first know, favorite. My first favorite. <laughs> my eighth favorite is. <laughs> <laughs> my, my all my loving. Um, favorite is um, Goblet of Fire because oh. it was such it, because it was so different. Did you know this, Jeff? No, I didn't know that. Look, we had well, the we same one. We're married. Oh, marriage! Because you go through like the first three books, and I'm I'm going on like books slash movies. So you go through the first three, and you're like, oh yeah, that's really good. And then shit gets really real. That's right. And the fourth one, and it's just the stakes are so much higher, and it's amazing. But no, I, I agree with you that the um, Order of the Phoenix is next level with that whole battle at the end yeah. and if I could just be obnoxious in the books it's so much better <laughs> Ooh, I kind of want to but it's really good the <laughs> so they do it really well um, Goblet of Fire they do I mean, reasonably well it's my favorite book and it's a it's a fairly good movie mm-hmm. it's better in the books but Order of the Phoenix they really do you like the books better I mean, Sarah Hey, Sarah. Hey, Sarah, do you like the books better? Oh, my God. I'm so glad you asked me that. So for the longest time, I would say that books ruin movies because they fuck up your perception. But no, they're just they're just Cliff's Notes. So you can see a movie if you've already read the book, and it's just like, oh, cool. But no, Order of the Phoenix, that the whole battle at the end is so good. Wow, that's yeah. three so far. Nice. That's, I mean, the two of those together, it's, it's really tough. So what's your what's the fuck yeah moment of the series for you guys? What? Like something that happens while you're watching the movies and you go, fuck yes. When the music goes. For me, it's uh, Neville Longbottom at the end. <laughs> yes. I'm not even fucking kidding. I, I think yeah. so. When he's like, fuck you, Voldemort. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. <laughs> Kill my parents. What are you going to do, Neville Longbottom? <gasps> I'm going to take this song. <laughs> Uh, I think for me it's Mrs. Weasley when she uh, oh she, when she's like you're not when gonna Bellatrix, kill my daughter when not she, my yeah. daughter yeah. bitch yeah. yeah that is a good fuck that's yeah a, moment that's a, that's a pretty cool fuck yeah moment I like it uh, that's good anybody else no, wait did, and you already fine. said Goblet of Fire was your favorite yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. the least favorite notwithstanding the first two movies understanding the oh least favorite yeah two, I don't know oh, that's not possible oh I said um, okay so I said aside from one and two <laughs> um, <laughs> part seven so the second half the, f- the second one really it, so, what the second part two <laughs> definitely no, Hollows, Hollows part, part two one the second half favorite. of definitely Hollows seven. part one I said seven oh, my bad okay so oh, part Hall- seven. yeah listen <laughs> half blood um, so, so the sec- the second half just appears to be a little bit sluggish to where like they're they're trying Slughornish. to fill it's like fluff to get to the second one. That's <laughs> the second time I'm in Yeah, horror slughorn. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> um, wow. So uh, it's it, it just seems like it's setting us up for Deathly Hallows Part Two. Like um, yes. I was kind of done watching. Like I was done watching it yes. midway through. Oh my god, um, it is so slow. So Deathly Hallows Part One, I would say the second half of it. But that, but but that's aside nope. from part one and two. You know, absolutely right because it's, it's very little, very little music going on. You don't realize how much that John Williams score helps move things along until it's not there. Mm-hmm. That movie is mostly void of any uh, supporting score, and it's like a third of it is just them in the woods, just chilling. It's 
because shit mm. gets dark, man. Shit gets dark, but dark doesn't no, have to mean there's no music, not entertaining. But don't you don't you get like kind of the thematic element of that? Like there's so much music in the first few movies. Oh, I, I like so much because they're children and they're discovering I new get things. It. And it represents that. But then as they're getting older and the light sure. is starting to become extinguished, so is the music. But but Half-Blood Prince did that. Deathly Hallows Part 2 had oh, that as well. I love Purple still Rain. Still <laughs> Half-Blood Prince. <laughs> she wore Lip. a raspberry sorting hat. <laughs> no, that's stupid. Cut that part out. Um, but, uh, but, however, I will stand up for Deathly Hallows Part 1 because it has my favorite sequence, I think, of the entire film series. Do you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about. Which one? I'm talking about the animated sequence oh, that shows the, brothers, the three brothers. The story yeah, of the three brothers the and the Deathly Hollows. No, no, I'm saying it's in the oh, first okay, movie. Okay, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm saying that's the one moment that redeems that film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love the way it's told. Her, Her, cool Hermione story. is narrating it. Yeah. And uh, just that style of animation. And I, 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 I love it. There's a great I little short film. I do wish that film. had shown up like two films earlier. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they'd yeah. called back to it. Well, uh, sadly, J.K. Rowling didn't think of that until That's she was in I the middle of writing yeah. the seventh book. So. Earlier about the Deathly Hallows and the Horcruxes, like more so the Deathly Hallows, but I would have liked to hear about that earlier. Yeah. Yeah, but the brother's story, man, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Anything else? All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> we haven't talked much about the Malfoy family, Draco Malfoy, talking about child actors and maybe not the strongest. Mm-hmm. Is is he the weakest actor of the child? I actors? don't think so. Oh, who yeah, do you think's I, worse than I him? I don't. I don't think Ron. He... Yeah, Ron. Oh, bad. come on. I think the the girl that's you know, Ginny. The... Ginny is the worst. Ginny is the worst. But Ron has much more screen time, and Ron's not great. Yeah. Oh, that's doing the color commentary for the Quidditch matches. Oh my god! I can't stand that. Oh, least favorite part of the film Wait, series. I, I thought that was a girl. That's what I said. Didn't I say girl? Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. I thought yeah. you said the guy. Yeah, but I never say, mind. I say fuck. The Quidditch matches in okay, its entirety. So I was thinking of the like, I was thinking of Quidditch. It was Quidditch. cool the Those first time you see it. Uh, I was thinking barely. of Quidditch. Do you think the purpose of Quidditch is so that um, Dumbledore can hide the stone oh, in the snitch? In the snitch. I mean, because otherwise, what does Quidditch? Do? I mean, other than just that, providing a cool game to watch, like who gives it's a? It's not even that cool. That's what I'm saying. There's like a cool game. There's two games going on simultaneously. One's a game of catch. Yeah, and then there's this fucking pseudo soccer game going on, and then it's an actor in front of a green screen doing this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or Harry on a gimbal, just yeah. simply trying to maintain balance. I like without the Quidditch, the, it never adds anything to the plot. It's always they always seem shoehorned in. It's all it, like any of the movies that you're watching. That's when you go to the bathroom. Up oh, Quidditch match. I'm gonna go take a pisser. I, I seriously think it's for the purpose of him of Dumbledore giving him the snitch and him kissing the snitch and getting okay. The but imagine a universe where Quidditch is not a thing. J.K. Rowling would have just found something else for him to hide. It wasn't even all that but impressive. What's it. in it? He had to seek it. Ultimately. It was a stone. Yeah, it was the a fucking, stone that yeah, brought back his It could have been hidden ones. in anything. Okay. <laughs> could have been hidden in a goblet. Yeah. That's right. A fire. A fire. <laughs> I fell into a burning goblet of fire. Anyway. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> right, are we doing recast now? We well, what did the Harry Potter series oh, do yeah. right? That's right. <laughs> Jenna, would you like to start? Okay. Yeah, so uh, I think it's hard to. Oh, I think. Sorry, I'm not close enough to the mic, and my husband keeps like reprimanding me. Eat it. Okay. Um, I think the franchise was able to like maintain a, a level of yeah, uh, maintain a level of quality like rarely found in film mm, series that true. like stretch past one or two movies. Um, you know, like let alone like eight. 
So going from like novels to movies, like the so the movies visualize like what book readers and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but like what Chuba. book readers had long like fantasized about in their heads, like you know it was kind of brought to life in a good way. Where like if you're doing eight movies, that can easily be done wrong, like oh yeah, like really mm-hmm. easily. Like the first, two. um, I just think it's hard to do. And this is a really bad example because it's only three or four movies, whatever, um, four books, three movies, uh, whatever. I think I got that wrong. But the, the Hunger Games, like so, oh you yeah, know, you try to bring that from books to movies, like it just didn't translate no well. It's a very um, but I just think that like the, the franchise was able to maintain like that level of quality enough. Enough to where the movies were a hit, even though there was such a such a strong fan base of the books, and they came before, obviously. That's right. Um, so I think they did that really well, and, and and then of course I have to mention the score, because yep. like I could just listen to it on loop, like over and over and over. Um, and we have, and um, and it intensifies like my feels throughout. Oh yeah, so many good themes just yeah. in all of those films. Yeah. So that was mine. Joel, uh, what do I think it did right? So there are a lot of things to choose from, but uh, I'm going to talk about something we haven't really talked about before, which is... Uh, Great, I'm sure this will be the, quick. The, the, sp- <laughs> <laughs> the spells. We're only two hours in. We've got time. Uh, the spells. Like, yeah. she does... Wingardium Leviosa. A great, see, name, name a spell. What's your favorite spell? Well, now you said that. Expelliarmus. Ooh, that's a good one, too. Mm-hmm. Expecto Patrolum. Avada Kedavra. Hocus Pocus. Ooh, you just Damn killed it. me. <laughs> But see, we all know what these mean. People who are Harry Potter fans listening know what they mean. And she does a great job of, of um, laying them out earlier in books. And then by the time you need to know what they are, like with the Crucio, the Cruciatus, the torture spell, uh-huh. and uh, Imperio, where you can control. Like, you, it's, it's a language. It's, she's kind of teaching you her own language so that by the time you need to know that information, you feel like the smartest man alive because you're like, oh, he just said Vada Kedavra. He just fucking killed Dumbledore. I don't know. It made me feel really smart. And that's what I think the the books did. I don't think I ever picked up on that. And also when we went to Universal, they have this big interactive thing that they didn't have at first at Diagon Mm. Alley where you buy an interactive wand. It's only like $10 more. And you can actually do the spells (gasps) on the property. And it makes like lanterns light up and like umbrella and like rainfall and stuff. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. That. that was actually Sarah's my note before Maybe I... what did what did yeah. the Harry Potter what did the series do right? Um, the film series, not the books. <laughs> Being specific, dude, you didn't did give you me this much books, shit Sarah? about the books from talking about Dark Tower last week. I did read so the books. You did podcast. read the books. I did. <laughs> your I think what the series did right was creating a world mm-hmm. and putting people into it, like building, you know, from ground up, like put. The bricks on the ground yeah. all the way up. There's an entire there's a there's a government behind it. There's a history. There are generations of wizards that have existed. And it's a story that you're learning about not just as kind of on a surface level, but as a story that has like a really rich history that you're just kind of scratching the surface of. That you get the impression that I don't actually know everything that there is to know about this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot happening here. A lot of there's ins a and outs. lot why and secondary, mm. it's kind of touching on what Joel said, that you feel really smart because J.K. Rowling is just amazing with language. So mm. because she speaks English and French, you see a lot of mm. the language, the origin of language, the roots of words the that Latin, come into place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, things that come into play that I think just make readers more intelligent because, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you look at a character like Remus Lupin and... You can tell based on his name. It's a giveaway, like what this mm-hmm, guy yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Like it's Remus 
Lupin. It's uh, she's just she's so smart, mm-hmm. and it's just it's 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 great. Yeah, it's so just delightful to read. <laughs> it's magical, one would say. Oh, <gasps> Joe, I would say that. <laughs> I would. I uh, I think what the Harry Potter films did right is they they took the story of uh, of a hero and we got to watch him grow up and actually yeah. fulfill his destiny nice. uh, in a very satisfying and effective way. Uh, it was full of uh, impactful drama. Uh, there were laughs, there were tears, but it was always engaging. Even when it's not the best of the films, mm-hmm. they were still engaging. And it's something that, and here we go, I'm going to talk about Star Wars. Ooh. This is something that they failed to it's do. Not with you, the pre- it's not about me. But this is what they failed to do with the prequel trilogy, mm-hmm. was to st- tell a, a, a significant and cohesive story about a young, a young boy mm-hmm. who grows up to fulfill a destiny. And they failed to do that in almost every yes. possible respect. But you watch the Harry Potter films, and yeah, sure, they had eight movies or whatever. But still, like they did a great job setting up and we watched him grow and become this hero fulfill that destiny and by the time it was done you felt satisfied with the journey that the characters went on Uh, I think that was an amazing thing that this series pulled off what did the series do wrong Jenna we already talked about these things. Yeah, just recap. Like, like movies two, like so the movies two in the second part of seven seemed sluggish in parts and were twice as long as needed, in my opinion. Like some of it, like all of the movies were long, right? So mm-hmm. it was a big time investment. Some of it could have been cut, whatever. I agree. Um, and they could have introduced the Deathly Hollow story of Horcruxes a little bit before the last two movies. Um, it seemed forced, like kind of to tie up the 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 story, or whatever, um, and then Quidditch. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And would have liked to see. Mo- oh, I would have liked to see more of Neville and Luna, which I know I kind of said, but like, I would have liked to see them more throughout the movie. Let's get a sequel with them. Yeah. Yeah. The Adventures be... of Neville and Luna. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I agree. Um, uh, oh, uh, again, I said it earlier her uh, reliance on Deus Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. Like, just out of nowhere, something's going to save the day. And it it's. It doesn't feel earned, yeah. and she does it way too many times throughout the series, and it kind of depreciates it overall. Yeah. Um, not enough to not make it enjoyable and something magical, but mm-hmm. um, still, it's disappointing when you oh, how are they going to get out of this one? Oh, um, hey, pull that thing out Magic. that you... For, yeah, oh, the stone, oh, the sword presented itself, oh, fucking Fox the Phoenix. A little, uh, little disappointing. Sure. I think, for me, what they what it did wrong was... I mean, from from coming from a book perspective, is that you put so much, you're trying to squeeze so much story right. into movies, and you end up with some movies that for some reason are two parters, and in the same way that Boyhood really like pinned its hopes and dreams on actors like starting at the very beginning, oh, and then they shit. were stuck with it, yeah. and I think to to its detriment. I Mm-hmm. But in this movie, you've got a bunch of actors that really didn't pan out. And in that time oh. that you had these these actors under contract, you should have been working with them. I think Jenny was a very weak, weak performer. Weak. Mm-hmm. Ron is okay. He's I gotten, like Ron. He's gotten better. I think he's, Draco's. He's performed awful. like you know in London on stage, and I think he's probably not a terrible actor. But I mean, you've got him work with him, make him more. Even Hermione really could have used a little bit more tweaking in those early years when you've got young actors just to make your performance more impactful. Mm-hmm. Work with these performers. I mean, mm-hmm. they are signed on for the next decade of their lives. 
make them matter. Sure. Make them really good. I think that was Chris Columbus, though. Didn't know how to work with kids. Yeah, uh, dude. Fuck him. I love him. Uh, I guess what I think that the series did wrong, uh, or not as well as it could have, mm. is the fact that I was never convinced as to why some like authorities in the magic department like weren't like this is fucking this is this is Voldemort this is somebody that everybody fucking fears mm-hmm. yet he has people that like follow him like yeah. the uh uh the the what's his name Trump uh, no not Trump <laughs> uh Malfoy's like the Malfoy family right um and and I don't understand why people would follow this guy because he seems to be pretty much bent on just Annihilation. Wait, I, I'm confused. Are you talking racism. about Trump, or are you talking about Voldemort? I'm talking about okay. Racism. <laughs> are you saying that this is a an allegory? Doing, an allegory. She's doing parcel tone. Uh, <laughs> love that. That's true. It is. But but no, I kind of had a problem with that, and it also seemed like no, I get that they like infiltrated the ministry or whatever, mm-hmm. but it just seemed like wow, really? You don't have like any. Nobody's calling any, you out on your shit. There's nothing in place mm-hmm. to like protect the school and protect these people, protect this magical world. From this guy, like you, you, you seriously, you needed a school of kids <laughs> to defeat this dude. And I get the message; I like the message. But at the same time, I'm like, "Wow, you guys are." And kind of going back to to part of your your point, you guys are super irresponsible. Right. Like as parents, like parents and the grown ups, where in are general. the fucking adults? Like what? Every time Harry's like, "But it's fucking Voldemort." And this is even after Voldemort's like shown up, yeah, and like, "I'm back. Look at my robes." And they're and like, like, "No," and no. they're like, "No, back. it's not. You killed Cedric Diggory." And it's like, "No." I show this fake news. It's fake news. <laughs> I'm sorry. Those Check are your Snopes. Those are your Second <laughs> Amendment wizard rights. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to, that you don't love freedom and liberty. Try to take our wands. <laughs> um, all right. So real quick, because I know Which, like... by the way, I love because it's actually like super, super relevant. Like yeah. people are just stupid. When when yes. you come across like racist assholes, yes. they will think of and, and say anything to stay in power. To justify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, well, I know. just got real I, I feel like a couple of us really want to go to the bathroom. So let's start wrapping this up. Uh, all right. So... Re- you guys recast. I didn't recast anything. Did you recast? I didn't. You didn't? No, I we didn't. didn't. I forgot. No worries. We'll, we'll do this quickly. Uh, so I think Jenna and I actually both have uh, properties, right? Yeah. yeah From yeah. other uh, films that we're just yeah. going to kind of supplant onto this. Okay. Who's going first? Who talks Who first? Who talks first? You talk, <laughs> you talk, I talk first? first? I talk first. I think you should go first, Jenna. You have a great okay. Uh, recast. Okay. And you actually did children, right? I should preface this by saying I did Whoa, not recast. Gross. <laughs> yeah, weird. I actually did not um, recast uh, Harry Potter, Ron uh, Weasley, or oh, Hermione Granger. Okay, so you didn't go with because they're you children. Okay. But I did all the adults. Um, so I took the Love Actually cast. Yeah, um, because they're British and because there's so many of them. That's one of them is already in this film. Yeah, mm. exactly. A couple and of I, them. Actually. I, I did. I did. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did cast Alan as Snape. Yeah, and so I, I did that. Um, and I did cast. Well, I cast Emma Thompson as McGonagall, not um, a crazy uh, potion lady. Um, <laughs> crazy potion lady. Whatever her name is. Okay. So anyway, so as you can probably tell already, like Harry, if you've seen Love Actually, Harry is and Sam. Why haven't you? Yeah. So it's like let's get the shit kicked out of us by magic. 
love. <laughs> um, so Harry, Sam, Hermione, Kira Knightley. I know these are a little bit off in ages, but really hard. Oh, okay, no. so Ron is. Um, <laughs> he's got a big wand. He's Colin. Oh, he's Colin. Colin. God he's of love. Colin. And then Dumbledore. Oh my God, this is my favorite. Is Bill Knightley. Knight? Yes. Yes. It's on my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> he feels that he feels the magic in his fingers and his toes. Um, so Voldemort, Billy Bob Thornton, because just Billy Bob. Yep. Um, and Snape, yeah, Alan Rickman. Lupin, Colin Firth, because they're both like very distinguished. I like and, that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mad-Eye, Moody, I had, Mad-Eye Moody, I had to go with Gregor Fisher, who's Bill Nighy's manager. Uh-huh. Um, oh, God. <laughs> the yeah. Guy. And then Horace Slughorn was Martin Freeman. And I have to go with just Ooh. like two, two more. Gilderoy Lockhart, I did Hugh Grant. But then I also yes, thought perfect. after the fact Ooh. of Mr. Bean, Rowan Atkinson. Oh, dude. He would be dude, great. As Gilderoy Lockhart. That's would a that great idea. Awesome? Yeah, he's a coward. Um, and then Sirius Black, I have Liam Neeson. Um, and Liam yeah. Neeson. <laughs> yes. And then what about the Liam Neesons, though? <laughs> you would be a great Sirius Black, like long hair grown out. Yeah. Um, and then I already said McGonagall Luna. I did the porn star just Judy. Uh, <laughs> and then um, Bellatrix Lestrange is Mia, the the whore that lo- that's trying to oh, uh, yeah. break Boom. up uh, Lyle Nerkman's marriage. Yes. Oh, and director, I just went with Peter Jackson uh, from Lord of the Rings. Oh. All right, okay. I dig it. Cool. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with the Love Actually yeah. director, but uh, nah. that would have been too easy, right? Nah. Well, mine, my recast actually is built around the director, so I'm going to have to start uh, with him. Uh, and the director I chose is Quentin Tarantino. How about Quentin Tarantino's Ooh. Harry Potter? So uh, follow me now, if you <laughs> Thank will. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> I gave him crazy. Lord of the Rings, and he didn't take it, Joe. He didn't take it. Hush up. This is great. Hush up. So... <laughs> Um, if we, we uh, so I think we did like some of the main characters, but then we were kind of limiting ourselves to the the professor of the dark arts. Cool right? story, bro. Go we ahead. Have so many of those. Here we go. <laughs> so uh, Professor Horace Slughorn, who showed some of the last two. How about Michael Madsen? That role, heard of him. Professor McGonagall, but Pam Greer, Foxy Brown, oh, Professor Whoa. McGonagall, Bellatrix Lestrange. I'm gonna go Uma Thurman for that. I like that Jackie. One. She's, Brown. she's gonna kill Harry, not kill Bill. Sirius Black, Harvey Keitel. How about that? The Wolf. The wolf. You mean you is mean serious black? Not, not Sam Jackson. No, dude. Because oh shit, there's no Sam Jackson on here. There you go. Ron what? Weasley is Sam Jackson. He could be Dobby. Ron Weasley is <laughs> Sam <Dobby>. Jackson. <laughs> Master had given Dobby a sock, sock. and I hope he burns in hell. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Gilderoy Lockhart. Say Leviosa one more time. <laughs> you see the wand in there that says bad motherfucker? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Gilderoy Lockhart, who's uh, handsome and and charismatic. How about Brad Pitt? Cool. Charlton. Remus Lupin. Tim Roth. Yeah, that's a good cast. Right? Kind of looks like him already. Mad-Eye Moody. Kind of went on a limb here. How about John Travolta? Mad-Eye Moody. Sure. (laughs) He's a little crazy. That makes sense. Voldemort. Who do you think I did Voldemort? Quentin Tarantino. Christoph Waltz. That's Christoph right. Of course. A short Voldemort. That's right. Yeah, very short. That's a bingo. <laughs> uh, Severus Snape. How about this? Christopher Walken. Severus Snape. <laughs> what? Open what? your books. I had to hide this Horcrux. <laughs> In my ass. Up my ass. <laughs> uh, and then Dumbledore. Uh, I went with Bruce Willis now that he's kind of up there in age. <sighs> yeah, he's a looking balding looking Dumbledore. And that is my Quentin Tarantino recast. Very good. If you guys have any thoughts about recasting for Harry Potter, 
Uh, thoughts about the series? I'm sure there's so much within these movies, within these books, that I'm sure we didn't cover that you would like to, to chime in on. We invite you to do so on Facebook. That's uh, Facebook slash uh, Editing Bay. Uh, or you just put the editing bay in the search function. That's going to bring up that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that. That's where you can talk back to us. And if you've got ideas for movies that we could watch in the future, uh, go ahead and put your suggestions there as well. And also uh, take a look because we're going to do the reaction video uh, for the uh, the new... Which, Fantastic. I wanted to say Stranger Things. <laughs> Fantastic Beasts. Uh, we're going to do that with uh, with Jenna and Sarah when we finish this yeah. up. Uh, we've also got a website, right, Joe? We sure do. It is editingbay.com. Please go there, bookmark it, and uh, anything you need to know about Editing Bay, you're going to find there. You're going to find links to all of our social media networks, the aforementioned Facebook page, and also our Twitter handle, which is at the Editing Bay. Please follow us there. When you do, you're always going to know what movie we're talking about next week. What are we talking about next week, Joe? That's what I'm looking up. I don't know. I just stepped on your wife's foot. Uh-oh. That's all right. I do it all the time. Uh, editingbay.com and at the Editing Bay on Twitter. Follow us there. And uh, that's it. Okay, cool. Uh, stall enough for <laughs> you? You didn't stall enough for me, man. Um, it, it, it's, that's it's E-D-I-T-I-N-G. Just, you know what? It's just going to have to be a wait and see. Oh, well, there you go. Follow Something us on Twitter. And then you're going to know what movie we're doing next week on the Editing Bay. Follow uh, us on Twitter. Yes. Uh, guys, thank you so much. Sarah, thank you yeah. so sure. much for joining us Thanks for this. Thanks for letting me ramble. Jenna, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> she had to get back on the mic <laughs> just to be fake. I left the room. Sorry. <laughs> Jeff, thank you, sir. Ugh. Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. Catch you guys next week. Expelliarmus. <laughs> You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.